0: Welcome to Level Playing Field, a podcast where a group of longtime friends get together and talk about one of their favorite hobbies video games. On today's episode, we're going to give our spoiler free impressions of Cyberpunk 2077. The day has finally arrived. My name is Andrew Kimball, and I'm your host. Joining me today, we have Dylan Silverhand Wren. Hello. You sound just (laughs) like Keanu Reeves. You're breathtaking. (laughs) (laughs) thank you Uh, we have the woman who gave it a fair shake Aubrey Kimball
1: hi guys
0: (laughs) and we have the prophet himself Joseph (laughs) Summer.
2: hi everyone
0: (laughs) Uh, before we dive into what is sure to be a meaty topic just gonna do the whole spiel where I ask you to go check us out on social media Facebook twitter specifically instagram that's where i engage the most and that's the one i have the most fun on so i would really appreciate it if you checked us out there we're also on twitch and youtube putting some stuff out on youtube recently i kind of want to revamp how we use twitch and maybe do like a weekly game night i think that would be kind of fun where we just you know we play among us especially when back for blood comes out you know that
2: could
3: be a lot of fun yeah if we can get into that beta man yeah, even if we
0: can't, just whenever it's like a, f- oh, a full release, I mean, like we we can just play through that whole game because that's going to be dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, something I have learned this week is to keep your hype in check. It might be <laughs> garbage. <laughs> but uh, with all of that being said, I did want to make one point before we dive in just personally on my account, and that is going into this conversation talking about Cyberpunk and specifically CD Projekt Red as a studio. When I reference CD Projekt Red and when I talk about them, especially in a negative way or in ways that I'm disappointed in them or frustrated with them, I'm talking about mostly management and how management has handled things. I'm not talking about the developers that have crunched and worked you know tirelessly to create a vision of what they wanted this game to be because Mm -hmm. they're probably just as frustrated Mm -hmm. if not more than we are
2: oh like we'll we'll get to that later yeah Yeah. Yeah.
0: so i just want to preface that before i start just throwing that out there and just like you know playing Mm -hmm. fast and loose with the term you know cd project red did this or they did that i want to know like i want you guys to know what i mean by they Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah
2: yeah, you're referring to, like, the monolithic entity, which is made up of lots of different people. and
0: Exactly. The, uh,
1: yeah, the, the Joe's in there writing
0: wrong. code. Yeah, they're not the ones that I'm mad at. <laughs> yeah. With that being said, um, we have kind of two topics going into this conversation. We're going to give our impressions on the game itself, which is going to be kind of separate the art from the artist. It's you know, taking all of the crazy nonsense outside of the equation, just as a video game, what are our thoughts on the game and are we enjoying it? What do we like, dislike that kind of thing? We're also going to be talking about just the craziness that's been going on Mm -hmm. with this launch and what happened. And so just to kind of preface the conversation, we are going to kind of keep those things separated from each other a little bit because Personally, I am enjoying the game. I think it is a good game, um, but we'll get into all that. So maybe a very surface level kind of easy way to start this conversation is let's talk about where we're playing this game. So me personally, I'm playing the Xbox One version backwards compatible on my Series X. Dylan, I think you're similar, but you did play around with the base console a little bit.
3: Yeah. So I was not, I didn't have my Series X when the game came out. So I played through, I I just wanted to see how it played on kind of the older systems. So I, I wasn't like starting it and committing to a path or anything. I just started like a random path, made a character and like played through sort of the little intro scene that you get. And the like first like mission after where you end up rescuing somebody. So, uh, but that was kind of the, the, I played maybe an hour of this on my original Xbox, which is like the the original OG Xbox One that came with like a Kinect and all before they gave up on that whole side of things. Mm, um, the
0: the VCR box, as yes, people call it. Yeah, exactly.
3: It was not like a series or an Xbox One S or One X or anything. It was like the the worst of the worst Xbox One, the
0: day one model. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you mentioned, you know, you just skirted a story spoiler. Mm-hmm. I want to mention, uh, we, before going into this conversation, we have all at least played to the title card, and we may talk about um, things that happen in the story up to the title card, but we're not going to spoil, like, the very end of that segment, the, like, last mission and kind of the twist that happened, but we might talk about some of the early missions that they have shown off in trailers and uh, gameplay videos and stuff like that stuff that's out there already. We might kind of talk about that and go into it a little bit just as examples for, you know, or like anecdotes for what we're talking about, but you can rest assured that we're not going to spoil anything major on this episode. We will have like a spoiler cast sometime in the future when enough of us have made it through this game to talk about, uh, Joe, where are you playing?
2: I'm playing on my PC. And what? uh for all the for all the I'm nerds shocked. out
0: there, what is your PC? Like what is what kind of build is that?
2: Um well, is it like how recent is the hardware?
0: Yeah, like what cuz every time I hear other podcasts and stuff talking about like the PCs they're playing on, they drop like the graphics card and stuff like that to kind of give an ex- an idea of like are, do you have ray tracing pa- capabilities? Do you not? Is it like a, a pretty Beefy PC, is it pretty average? That kind of thing. So for any PC nerds that are listening...
2: Uh, so I'm playing with hardware that's, I don't know, four-ish years old. Um, I have a i5 from the... Let me just double check real quick. The 7000 generation. Um, I, I can't remember what the like little moniker was. They use, like... They name it all... They're all often lakes. Mm-hmm. You have, like, Cabby Lake, Sandy Lake, and I don't remember which lake my mine is but it's like three or four years old um and then i have a 1060 which is also like four years old which they claim that that's the recommended <sighs> like that's on the money for the recommended gpu for playing at 1080p uh-huh. um, and they lied yeah we'll
0: get into what they claimed
2: it, yeah it it's struggling hard uh, and I have every setting turned down as low as possible. So
0: you're playing on low settings.
2: I am playing on like if it can go down any lower, it is as low as it goes, and it still struggles and quite you, a bit. You have a base outside. Xbox
0: as well, right? Yeah. Okay. So you like you don't have a console that would be comparable or better to this. This is like your. This is potentially your best experience without buying new hardware.
2: This is, is yeah. This is as good as it's going to get. Um and i was already eyeing new hardware in january or february because like i said it's four years old and it's about that time i just didn't have any particular like impetus or push so hopefully in january or february after they've like patched this game three or four times and there's actually gpus available because nobody can get any right now then i will revisit and maybe have it run smoothly
0: And Aubrey, what are you playing on?
1: I am playing on Andrew's Xbox One X.
0: So yeah, you have the same version of the game as me and Dylan, but playing Mm it on the best of last generation's hardware as far as consoles go.
3: Yeah. So quick question for Joe, since I don't have like a reference point, would your PC be like equitable to the One X or would it be better Where like where... On the the spectrum, spectrum, might be slightly worse. Where does
2: it it fall? It would, in terms of like compute power, Mm -hmm. on par with. Okay, but the difference being that, like, specifically games, is that like because the One X is a static set of hardware, they will optimize the settings like for that hardware, and will even like do graphical tweaks that like aren't typically available on PC. Which you you can see this with Cyberpunk. If you do comparison videos on the older consoles, like they do, they severely degrade some of the graphical effects on like the base Xbox. And that's not an option I have on the PC, unless maybe if I went and did some like really weird config file mm-hmm. mumbo jumbo. So yeah, comparable, but when it comes to games, it's games that run at 60 fps on those consoles are probably going to be smoother than like that same game on my pc with settings targeted at 60 gotcha
0: so aubrey how has your just purely gameplay how has it ran for you have you had any crashes has it lagged have you had any issues like that like outside of just your feelings on the game itself how has the performance been
1: I have had no game-breaking bugs, no real issues. The load times seem a touch long, especially when I first boot the game up. It's about two minutes to fully load in and then, like, if I die and have to reload a save or if I choose to reload a save because I didn't like the choice that I made, that's about 45-ish seconds. And then, like, if it's a transition from one scene to another that needs that load time, it average is like 20 to 30 seconds so depending on how complex the sequence it's loading is it's i mean it's longer it's on the longer side of a load time i'm also not typically one to get caught up in it but also i wasn't enjoying the like minute to minute gameplay so i was also looking for things to be annoyed about when mm. i was playing it and i did notice the load times taking a while But other than, like, one moment where my what was on an incline and I loaded back in and my car was level and, like, the front tires were just floating in space, (laughs) I haven't had any, like, major glitches. No, you know, cars flying across the map or anything like that.
0: Nice. I've had, uh, on Series X, I've had one hard crash and I've had one glitch where I had to reload a save in order to progress. Um, Mm -hmm. Other than that, the game's been running great as, like... As well as any massive RPG runs at launch, like there are little quirks here and there, but and like you mentioned like talking about load times. My load times are ridiculously fast on Series yeah. X. Like the to reload into something is like four seconds maybe. Mm-hmm. It's really quick. And so that does take the sting away because oh crap, I have to reload this thing. Oh well. I yeah. still can't even like reply to a text in that time. So <laughs> that part makes it takes the sting away a little bit when things do go wrong. Uh, Dylan, how has it ran for you?
3: Yeah, I haven't noticed, like, I haven't had any hard crashes at all. Um, I haven't even had any glitches where I've had to, like, go back and reload to, like, progress or anything. I've had, you know, like, occasional bugs and glitches where, like, someone's T-posing or, like, a car mm-hmm. is a little bit, like, into the the geometry of the world or something like that, but nothing, like... Nothing that's taken me out of the game, nothing that's, like, broken the game, nothing that I've, like, really noticed. To me, like, playing on the Series X for me has been very much, like, a smooth, like, not, like, I've been lucky in that I haven't noticed, like, I've watched videos, I guess, on social media and, and other things of people having a bunch of crazy glitches. And I don't know exactly what they're playing on, whether it's PC or the old gen consoles or something like that. Um, But I haven't noticed any of that for for myself. And I've been very lucky in in that the game I'm getting to experience is much different from the game that a lot of people are experiencing, I think.
0: I think you're probably the furthest in, too, out of Mm -hmm. all of us.
3: So backstory, I was moving back to my parents for like the end of the semester, like winter break and on my way down i found out that somebody that i had been around had covid so i've just been quarantined for like 2 weeks right? i i am quarantining so pretty much most of what i've gotten a chance to do is just play cyberpunk cuz i have to stay in one room so <laughs> i i'm definitely much further in i think than a lot of a lot of you guys so
0: it's it's pretty cool that you haven't had any major issues mhm yeah so i guess let's just dive right in so I've pulled up a bunch of articles to reference as we go. I'm not going like to read them entirely out loud, but I do have them as reference, and I might touch on them here and there to kind of remind me of things I want to talk about. And one of the first ones that I have pulled up is from IGN, written by Joe Scrubbles, and it's the messy messaging behind Cyberpunk 2077's messy launch. Mm-hmm. So... Essentially, if you haven't been keeping up, if you live under a rock, or if you are someone that's a little bit more casual and isn't keeping up with the industry side, and you're just like, oh yeah, Cyberpunk, that game, I hear that being talked about a lot. Let me go buy that. Basically, what happened is CD Projekt Red started talking about this game back in 2013, 2012, yeah. Now, we don't know exactly when they like dove headfirst into development, but it's been talked about for that long and it's been developed for the playstation 4 and xbox one series of consoles along with pc somewhere along the line next gen consoles got announced and they have been kind of the saving grace of this game honestly Mm -hmm. there's also those mid-tier iterations of the ps4 pro and the xbox one x where things run okay but when this game came out they only gave select like a, a very minimal amount of PC codes to a very minimal amount of outlets, whereas like IGN got one PC code. They reached out for a bunch of console codes, never got them. Kind of funny, they got one PC code and they're not PC gamers. So that was the same across the board. They only ever showed Xbox Series X and PS5 next to PS4 Pro and PS, or and Xbox One X gameplay when they showed it and it was like right before launch Mm -hmm. um so that was a little little sketchy that they didn't want to show it they wouldn't let reviewers use any captured gameplay outside of the stuff that they had already sent them to use in their review and so long story short when ign reviewed it on pc they gave it a nine because the game is good the game is fun the -hmm. game is a good time if you have the hardware to run it and it's gorgeous if you have like a high-end PC. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty good on next-gen consoles. Granted, it's just the backwards compatible version. Eventually, the next-gen ports could potentially look really good. Yeah. Um. But same outlet, IGN, re-reviewed it when they finally could just go to a store and buy it on the consoles it was meant to come out on. They gave that version a 4 out of 10 because it runs at like 15 frames a second. It... The the resolution tries to scale to match what's going on. So it's running at like lower than 720 at points. There's like full 20 seconds before things pop in in the world, before NPCs' faces appear. Just just crazy stuff. And there's so many problems that I see with this. But the one I think that hurts the most is just like the the shady kind of sketchy way that CD Projekt Red like rolled it out. It's like, and they, it's like they knew and then tried to hide it because they already knew that if they just gave out the PC codes, they would get a high initial review, which would mean they could slap, you know, nine out of 10 on their advertisements. And they also knew that pre orders would gain them, would make them profitable, which they did. They sold like eight, what, eight billion? 8 made $8, billion, $8 million in pre-orders alone. And so... I think they that's 8 million pre-orders, so it would have been even more
3: than... Yeah.
0: Right. So, essentially, the, the headline going around is that they were profitable off pre-orders alone. The mm-hmm. game paid for itself off of pre-orders alone, which would be a really cool, like, congratulations, CD Projekt Red story, if it hadn't been, like, layered under all of this kind of shady BS, because... The game—it's like the game wasn't playable on the consoles that it was claiming to be made for. So, the, if if the if they had come out and said, "Hey guys, it doesn't run well on the base consoles. We're shifting this to be a next gen title," that would have changed the narrative completely right then and there. All of a sudden, it'd be like, "Man, that really sucks for those guys." You know, that we're hoping to play it on their seven-year-old console. Yeah, but also this game is going to be ridiculous. They can't run it on those base consoles. They need more power. But instead, they were like, eh, let's just put it out anyways. And by the time anybody catches on, we'll have made our money and gotten our reviews and stuff.
3: So like... Yeah, well, and they even said things like it runs surprisingly well on... Yeah. ...old consoles, which is not... Like, I know I only played like an hour of it, but like, it wasn't fantastic. I didn't run into anything game-breaking, but like it was still rough.
0: Yeah, when people flat out ask them because people in the industry are like, "Hey, uh this seems like a really ambitious game. How is this going to work on Xbox 1 and PS4?" And they're like, "Oh, well, surprisingly well." What which means what it runs. <laughs>
3: so That's a good point.
0: I guess that that's kind of a place to start. Like I'm at a loss for where to get this rolling. I know once we get this conversation rolling, I'm going to have a lot of thoughts and potentially dominate the conversation and I apologize for that, but it's like, you know, my white knight fell off their high horse. So
2: I mean, you hit you hit the big one that that the console editions were embargoed until release date. Like that 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 was just Straight up deceptive, like you can yeah. only review That's
1: not a good this review.
2: one version of the game, and also it, you, for people who did video reviews, they couldn't use their own footage. There was, yeah, we'll give you a review copy, but you're gonna use our B roll, and that, and it's that under that whole. Okay, we need to inflate our Metacritic scores because I, I heard a a rumor I could never trace this back to like something official, but like the game came out day one and it was at like a ninety two or ninety one on metacritic and there was rumored that like the the board was unhappy with that like because they're looking for a rock star level of you know 95 96 and uh they're now at like in 82 um once the console copies hit and like i think that they perhaps knew that was going to happen and i actually know they definitely did because i can segue this into a couple days after the game came out they restructured their bonus program. So like a lot of game dev studios do, they said, well, you guys will get a bonus if the game scores X on Metacritic. Um, the most famous example of this is Fallout New Vegas. If they got an 85, everyone at Obsidian got a bonus um, and maybe even a sequel and New Vegas got an 84. So no bonus. And so, and so CDPR said, basically like told their employees that we realized that we screwed up and like forced you guys to do this thing that you told us was a terrible idea. So we're not going to hold your bonuses hostage behind. Like we set you up to fail. So we're not going to punish you.
3: Well, And I feel like that there's been a lot of mixed messaging from CDPR again, like the, the higher ups, the corporate people, not the business side of things, not the developers because like Joe is like you're saying Joe uh they were saying hey we realized like this wasn't fair to you like we realized like we messed up we realized you were telling us wrong but then at the same time they're like putting things out like we didn't know how bad the base model right. console stuff was and it's like really because like you're yeah. you're the developer of it i'm sure somebody was like hey one moment you guys like have you have you seen this like it doesn't run Yeah, you're talking
0: about that apology that came out Mm -hmm. like the next day or the day after that was like, Dear gamers, we didn't realize that our base console versions of this game ran like crap. We're so sorry. We are willing to give refunds. And if you can't get a refund from whoever you bought it from, send us an email at this email address and we'll try to help you. And then Sony and Microsoft were like, no, you don't get a refund. You bought it. You played it for 10 hours. Sorry, that's outside of our refund policy which they've both walked that back and now sony has actually removed it from their store because that's a whole nother thing where <sighs> this game and this segues into another story that was kind of blowing up uh the game informer throughout there this game like jumped through loops and got through certification without actually being certified because there were epileptic triggers in this game that caused a reviewer to have epilepsy like have um seizures
1: Deliberately built in,
0: mm-hmm. and she called him out on it, and so they they quickly added like a warning, and then they kind of patched out. Like you know, it wasn't quite as intense after that. And yeah, I've I've seen the takes where people are saying, "Wow, CD Projekt Red like deliberately was trying to you know trigger seizures." I don't know that I buy that a hundred percent, but I do buy the fact that they didn't um, they didn't have the necessary like accessibility people on this game that they should have. And the game is supposed to go through Microsoft and uh, PlayStation specifically, if not other uh, publishers to get certified and be like, hey, this is a problem. This is a problem. We're not going to put it on our store until you fix this. But there's this unspoken agreement between games, especially of this caliber and those uh, storefronts. That's like, hey, this is an issue, but we know you're going to get it fixed before you actually like before day one. So we kind of let it slide. Well, CDPR totally like burned that bridge as well where they didn't fix it. And now it makes Xbox and PlayStation and anybody else who sells this game look like an ass because they didn't actually let it go through their certification process like they were supposed to, which is why Sony pulled it from their stores because it's Mm -hmm. going back through that process now.
1: Well, I think what makes this particular case so egregious is it's not just it's a bunch of flashing lights. Like I've, I've had, I follow a lot of like wholesome games um, and multiple people with chronic health conditions, some of which have seizures. The device is literally a met that like it replicates that causes it is literally what doctors use to trigger seizures, to diagnose you with epilepsy. Like they put in a thing designed to trigger seizures in the game and didn't think this is going to be a problem. Or if someone did, someone stuck their neck out and said, hey, hold on, let's change this. It didn't make it. Like an IGN reviewer had a grand mall seizure playing this mm-hmm. game. Game informer. Game informer. Yeah. It's yeah. like.
2: The whole thing reeks of.
0: Thoughtlessness.
2: They were behind and were told get it done anyways. Mm-hmm. And in a like software development is such an abstract process there's so many pieces and like at the end of the day your product is just a bunch of files like if if you're pushing out a car that's like defective it's slightly more obvious but with software it it's not real you don't have a real product and so it's way easier for stuff like that to slip through the cracks when you aren't given the time to Properly check things. Right. Which it sounds like that's what they were up against. It was yeah. they like, they, I mean, they, so based on how quickly they fixed it, they probably knew about it and probably like had a fix, but then it just like slips through the cracks somewhere. They didn't get it in the right build or, you know, something happened. They're overworked. They're overstressed, which causes the likelihood of mistakes to go up. And then, yeah, like, and then, yeah, they slip through certification and then it comes out and it's like, oh, shoot, we, Screwed this one up real badly. And then they're able to fix it right away because it's like something that was on their radar. And so they're able to be like, oh, yeah, we I knew about that. We could turn around and fix it right away. But because of, there's that pressure to like, you know, do this, do this, do like, I've, I've had situations like that where it's like, I, I know something is wrong, but there's such a pressure to like hit the deadline that it's like, well, I need to like put out this fire right now. And then like three fires later, you forgot about that original thing you were supposed to go and like fix up and then yeah. it gets into the build.
1: Yeah, well, and I don't think CD Projekt Red is a bunch of, like, selfish money-grubbing a-holes. Like, I really don't. I really wanted them to ship a great product. I really wanted this to be wonderful. And like Andrew said at the beginning, I don't hold any of the developers or coders or any of that personally responsible. And I hate the potential damage this is going to do to such an ambitious studio. But also, what the hell? Yeah,
2: that it. it the whole thing just reeks of that like just get it done anyways, and we're gonna make you crunch to get it done and counterintuitively whenever you're in like a high pressure situation like that, like the worst thing you can do is to say keep going anyways.
0: I had a, a couple points before we kind of get too far away from it. One of them talking about how you know the the it seems like just the breakdown in communication between management and the actual core team. Yeah. that last delay after the game went gold and they delayed it into December, there were there was a tw- like a meme, basically, a tweet going around that was where someone had tweeted CDPR's Twitter account and been like, hey, I took a week off from work to play this game. Am I going to be good on that? And they were like, yeah, this is good to go. And then the game was delayed the next day. And the story came out where the people making this game found out it was delayed the same way we did. They saw the tweets and like the yellow, you know, posted mm-hmm. thing that we all see with the text that's so obnoxious to read because yellow is a terrible color. And uh, <laughs> and then the other thing I wanted to mention, and I didn't really want to like cite it or give too much attention to it because it's a Bloomberg article written by Jason Schreier, and I think he's a prick, but <laughs> the uh,
2: but he's a correct prick.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's he's got such an agenda, though. He's such a Anyways, he wrote, he posted an article that was basically in some sort of, uh, big meeting in CD project red, like the developers are, are pissed with upper management and they're kind of lashing out and going after them and asking, basically saying, Hey, what the hell? Like Mm -hmm. we spend eight years of our lives trying to make this ambitious, awesome game. And then you just completely botch it. And now everybody hates us. And so it's, we've lost basically everything. We lost all that time, and we've lost our reputation. So, what was the point?
2: Yeah, well, calling them specifically calling out the Borg. I mean, he doesn't. It's a short article. He doesn't have a full like transcript of all the questions that were asked. the The main point of the article was just that the meeting happened,
0: right, and that the developers were actually like kind of standing up. For and they others. were,
2: and the the two things he, that were called out were. um why did you guys tell everybody in January that like the game is basically done when like it wasn't like mm-hmm. we told you it wasn't. Um, and then the other one was, oh shoot, where, what? I remember the reading it The hypocrisy one? Is that the one you're? Yeah. The whole, like you guys made a game about being anti-corporate and now you guys are being like as corporate as they come. Yeah. Um, which is, it feels ever so slightly unfair to, to like the upper management at CDPR because they failed in the most catastrophic possible way like i've never seen a game studio tank overnight like this bethesda i think they are the single <laughs> biggest like i mean it took bethesda a few to games, zero yeah like bethesda slow games. decline bioware slow decline bioware was a little bit faster like they had a couple of but I Notable feel like you, you haven't
0: seen a studio peak like they did either, like with Witcher 3. Like these guys yeah, shot like up over Blizzard
2: overnight. on the decline, and then CDPR goes from like, hey, we made the Witcher 3. You guys love us. Like, free DLC. Mm-hmm. You know, we're beloved. Can't do any wrong. Like, when the reports about like the mandatory crunch and all that were coming out, it was like, ah, yeah, but it's okay. They're getting paid. Like, CDPR can't do any wrong to overnight like they are in the dumpster with mm-hmm. like everybody
1: i do think not to be the person that's always like any other year um definitely a peak and valley kind of situation and i definitely think this would have gotten them a ton of crap regardless of the year when it came out but i also think if there were other AAA titles coming out right now attention would be diverted whereas right now Trash talking cyberpunk gets you clicks, gets you views, and it's a conversation we're having because, like, what else has come out? What else is there to focus on? I think, yeah, it's Valhalla
2: made- is old news, and nothing's yeah. coming out for the rest of the year, right? But
3: also, this game was so hyped, yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah. And, and and that brings me though to because Joe and I were kind of having this conversation in the group chat. I don't, I don't want to take away from the fact that I think CD. PR royally screwed this up. But I do think, to some extent, it is on Sony and Microsoft, and it's on the consumer themselves as well. Like, 8 million people pre-ordered this game having seen nothing. Joe even predicted it's a broken game. And still, 8 million you know, granted that that's not getting to a lot of followers, but
1: 8 million people were not listening to us, but
3: yeah, but 8 million people, like we've, we've been having the conversation within the industry for years of like, stop pre-ordering stuff, stop buying things day one, wait until reviews come out, wait until you see, and we ignored it. We, and we got burned. And like, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to blame consumers because like when a product comes out, we should be able to trust that it's actually going to run on the thing that we buy, at least for consoles. But at the same time, like, hopefully consumers realize, like, hey, maybe I don't want to pre-order this thing. Maybe I don't, maybe I want to wait a week or two and and let reviews come out. I don't have to play it day one. I can play it day seven. If it's great, then awesome. If it's not great, then I know and I save $60. But also, like, Sony and Microsoft, the way that they, like, in in the past, as a developer, you were shooting at one target or two. You know, you were shooting at 360 and PS3. Now you're shooting at base Xbox, which came out like seven years ago. You're shooting at like the semi-improved like Xbox One S. You're shooting at the Xbox One X, which is like a completely, like in any other generation, we would have called it a new console. And you're shooting at Xbox Series X. And so it's like, you're trying to... Hit four, four or five different targets for one console. Essentially, that's become a PC. PC has won. Joe is right. Joe is king. Like we're gonna clip this out. <laughs> but and profit. Well, because I made the example of like I have a five year old laptop. I'm not gonna buy Cyberpunk and be like, well, how dare you? It's a PC game. It needs to run on my PC.
1: Yeah, I didn't buy it for my laptop
3: exactly and and so like i'm I'm not gonna do that because I'm not an idiot, but that's kind of been one of the the things that I, as a console lover, have championed is like when I buy a game on that's for my xbox one, I know it's gonna run for my xbox one, and that's changing now because we're getting into the time of incremental upgrades, and so it's like if they don't fit like to me, I think cyberpunk is the first of many of this. And like I, I was doing research, I looked up stuff. The same thing happened it, from the 360 to the Xbox One. Like Battlefield 4 got crucified for it. Shadow of Mordor, I learned today, didn't have the Nemesis system on Xbox 360. I, I still love the game. I still 100 percented it on my 360. But apparently what I played was nothing like what Andrew played because he played it on the Xbox One. Titanfall, you know... Darling of the industry Respawn, like, released a broken Titanfall game on 360. And so it's that. like, this has happened, and we've forgotten about it because it was seven years ago. Well, and it just
2: wasn't to this scale. Either. Yeah.
3: And, but, like, it's going to keep happening. Like, uh, Yeah,
2: consoles have gone from consoles to pre-built PCs. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, but the mentality is still there that, like... Oh, but it's an Xbox game. It should run on my Xbox.
3: Yeah. Like, it's much more, I I think CD Projekt Red is the first and the biggest as of right now to have to have have experienced it and is one of the most noticeable, like, um, examples of it at, at this point. But, like, Andrew, you were talking in the group chat about, like, Halo Infinite. Right now, they're still saying that's an Xbox One game. Right what does that mean what it like yeah, there's been
2: an, a few articles to Sense surface that are on the like if microsoft is smart they will look at this and not put infinite on the last gen consoles
3: yeah because like if i'm a developer right now i'm either looking at everything that i've announced as cross-gen and being like hey but is this really cross-gen do we need to go ahead and drop last gen um or i'm looking at it as like we are sh- we are targeting last gen and we are just gonna have prettier graphics on on the next gen or something like that like
2: and this issue started cropping up even just between the base xbox and the the one x like, i can't mm-hmm. remember control it was, was the, terrible. it was one of the cods i i remember like ran just fine on andrew's console but on my console like it was serviceable black but, ops like, 4 it i think loaded mm-hmm. a lot slower it was got a little choppy at times if there's a lot of action on the screen like n- nothing like worth getting that mad about like i think i played it for an hour and refunded it and like that was <laughs> the end of it you know didn't, didn't have to get mad but like it, it's been coming and it's going to mm. keep happening at least yeah. on the xbox side because you have the the two next gen microsoft consoles aren't equal in power from what i understand the two PS fives are equal in power. And the difference between them is, do you want a Blu-ray player?
3: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it, it, especially as we move, like if, if what happened with like the Xbox series S and the Xbox series X continues to happen, like if they re- uh, re- release like another sort of like incremental upgrade. And like Joe said, it is just essentially a prebuilt PC so that developers can target like a single spec for the console instead of like, they may have these five different graphics cards, you know, like, let's try to target something in there. It's going to continue, like, I guess the way that I've been conceptualizing it is like on your iPhone, there are some apps that just straight up won't work. If you have like a, like, it's like you have to have an iPhone 10 or greater to run this app, basically. Um, And that's what consoles are becoming. Like, that's what they're going to have to start doing. And I think this is, like, a sign of that. Because, And, and again, I don't want to take, a, like, CG Project Red si- shipped a broken game, Like, they they screwed up. But I also think that this is a sign of, like, as consumers, we need to stop just, you know, take the, if you can play cyberpunk, take the lessons of, hey, don't just blindly trust corporate people. Um <laughs> take that to heart and don't just pre-order the next game you're excited about, but also like developers and Sony and Microsoft and us as game players are going to have to figure out how we approach games in the future, because we may not be able to just assume that because it's an, an Xbox game, it's going to run on my Xbox, you know? Yeah. And I think it's interesting that you, you're
0: talking about the consoles because for cyberpunk specifically, this game is a PlayStation 4, Xbox One game. But somewhere along the line, CD Projekt Red decided, no, this is a badass high-end PC game and we're going to try to downscale it to these old consoles when they should have been making an Xbox One, PlayStation 4 game and upscaling it to Mm. run on a PC and look prettier. And so at some point, the the fault falls still back on the developer. Yeah, yeah, Microsoft can throw out 1700 different SKUs. You as the developer have to say, "Hey guys, we built this with like high-end tech in mind." So if you have an Xbox One, it it might run, but it's not going to run well. You know, if you want to play this game, maybe think about upgrading or streaming it or whatever, which is another story that I have about here like about how well, how well it runs on Stadia. But the yeah. fact that CDPR said no, guys, it runs great on the console. We've been advertising that it's gonna run great on. This is an Xbox One game. It runs super well. You're gonna have the most mind-blowing experience of your entire life playing this game. And then it comes out and it's just garbage. It's just like this glitchy, laggy, frame ratey 720p mess is like <laughs> that's that's the problem. Yeah. It's not that oh, yeah. it, it's yeah. not that there's a bunch of skews that they're trying to hit. It's that they didn't aim for the skew they told people they were aiming for. they aimed for the most high end of p c s and were like, "This is the like most badass game you've ever seen, Oh, but also we have to make it try- we have to try to make it work on base consoles because that's what we said in the beginning. Oh my God, how are we going to do this in like three months? I guess let's delay it for a couple weeks. That might help. oh no, now we have to push it out. oh well, let's just give reviewers p c codes
3: yeah, well, and again, i don't I think the blame falls on c g project red but I do think it's a warning and like a, yeah, an issue that like we can't, I don't think it's worth, or
2: it's not local to CDPR. It's exactly, this is a thing that's a trend we're going to like see come up more than once. Right. But like you
0: mentioned the halo analogy, right? Mm -hmm. So for one thing that's locked off into Microsoft's ecosystem alone, which helps them. But also, it's a first-person shooter. Granted, it might be a little bit more open-worldy than previous titles, but say they target Series X for that game. Then they downgrade it to run on base consoles. That's going to be an uglier 30 frames per second like version of that game, but I have a feeling it's still probably going to play essentially the same. They'll get away with that versus yeah. Ho- we where... Hope. Well, like- b- like, like, Cyberpunk... They're,
2: they're, they're doing the probably doing the calculus now on, like, okay, what does the game look like on the old Xboxes? And you like they've seen the... If we just try to, like, crunch and fudge it, this is going to blow up in our faces much more horribly than, like, we might have thought. But is Halo they Infinite giving you, the,
0: like... Is it giving you dialogue choices to change your ending? Is it giving you three backgrounds to start with it? Is it giving you... This huge open world is a
3: giving you like it. But that I think those things are different than like because and I've been listening to kind of funny games daily all day to do my homework for this episode. But I do think um, Greg Miller was talking on that about like the differences in what we what we mean when we say glitchy buggy doesn't run because like right because like. Yes, they're not having a bunch of dialogue choices. They're not having like three different backgrounds that potentially change the the way that you do things in Halo Infinite. But that's
0: less under the hood yeah. resources, so potentially that game runs better on base consoles than Cyberpunk would. Potentially. Like you get what I'm saying there? Yeah, potentially because but it's, it, it's it, a it, more narrow focus.
2: There's there's like when they go in to optimize assets, they in theory have less assets they need to optimize. Like I think. And then this this is just complete speculation. I don't actually know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> on like <laughs> cyber, that means Pokemon he really does know what he's talking you've about. Got he's working really really projects. detailed environments. Like I like mm. I will give as badly as it runs. Like something I, I notice as I'm playing is that for an open world game, the environments are super detailed and the crowd density is believable. For once in an open world game, you're not like in the biggest city in the world, and there's like three people on the street
0: looking at you, Skyrim.
2: (laughs) The streets are full, insanely detailed, and you, when you go down to like the base Xbox, you just don't have like the compute power to make that happen. So with Halo, they
0: scaled down instead of up.
2: Yeah, so with Halo, there's a better chance because it's just less happening. There's a chance but again because halo is a next gen game they can still but it's not develop a next gen game with
0: it's an xbox 1 game just like
2: cyberpunk you know super high resolution assets and lots of post processing and like it just depends on how microsoft approaches it
3: well and and like halo was just something we threw out there but i mean right. like uh, pretty much every game for the next 2 years is potentially like a cross gen game And there are a lot of console developers that are in that space where it's like this is potentially a next gen game, or or a like they're they're pitching it as like it's going to provide you a unique experience on next gen, but also they're committed to running it on old gen. And so there are a bunch of developers that are now having, like Joe said, do the kind of like weigh the options of like is this going to run at a in a like. A, how buggy is it allowed to be? Because that threshold is different for everybody. But also, like, is it going to run? If it runs okay, like, hopefully people will understand that their seven-year-old console is going to not run it as beautifully as a Series X. But also, what are console players' expectations on that? Because for the longest time it has been, while I have a a console, it's going to run and it's going to look like it did in the advertisement. I think it kind of falls back on...
0: Again, where the developers start, because take Sony, like the only PlayStation exclusive game they've had for PS5 is Demon Souls, the remake. They're touting like Miles Morales and some of these other games. I played through Miles Morales on PS4, slim base model, fantastic game. I had loading times. I had some, a few little frame rate hitches here and there. It was locked at 30 FPS. I didn't get the 60 FPS that Next Gen would get. But I didn't ha- I didn't have a problem playing that game. Because it's a PS4 game that they tweaked and added fancy stuff for the PS5 version. Versus where CDPR, I feel like somewhere along the line, they got too ambitious. And they thought, let's make this just the most badass like PC game you've ever seen. And try to dumb it down to consoles and it didn't work.
3: Well, and... and- And I have a question too, Joe, you might know this. Is CD Projekt Red basically a PC developer that then ports stuff to console? Or are they like, I guess what I'm asking is like, to me, what I look at is I feel like they, like Tom said, I feel like they developed Cyberpunk for PC. And like, if they had just released Cyberpunk on PC and not console, like if it hadn't been day and date, I feel like people would have been much more forgiving because there is that expectation of, if I have a PC, uh, like, Crisis came out. Crisis comes out, and everyone's like, oh, I can't run Crisis because my PC is a year old.
2: (laughs) They are a historically PC-based developer, sort of like Bethesda. They They really don't have
0: that much history, though. Like, it's really just the Witcher. Well, Witcher 1
2: was PC. Well, so they got their start doing um, PC ports of, of other games, and then they had their first game with The Witcher, which was PC, which is PC and Mac only.
3: Well, and what a lot of people forget is they run the second or third biggest PC game storefront. GOG is CD Projekt Red,
2: right? Um, and then, like, even The Witcher two only came out. The only console it was least on was the 360. Mm. So they didn't get hard. They didn't like go onto all the consoles until The Witcher three and Cyberpunk and Gwent and Thronebreaker. And because of The Witcher Three, like they have the, obviously they're able to do it. What one weird note is that The Witcher Three, I playing that on my Xbox, I felt like I was playing a PC interface on a console. Um, and Cyberpunk is the direct opposite; like it is very clearly a console interface on a PC because some of the key binds make absolutely no sense unless you <laughs> approach them from the perspective of. Oh, no, they're expecting people to use a D-pad for this main menu, and that's why I have to use uh, Q and E to scroll through the entries in the menu, which is just... That's bizarre. <laughs> that's and the I, real I, problem. I don't like that I that's have to hover my cursor problem. over
1: options in
2: And I in haven't found where I can rebind the scroll thing from Q and E to, like, something more comfortable. You could just
3: play with a controller.
2: I, I, I don't like playing first-person games without a controller, though. Like, it, I don't feels do it annoying. often enough that it just feels like clunky and weird to me. Like at work, sometimes I have to use a controller to test, and it's just the most painful experience in the world because <laughs> I use a mouse to interact with our product in like 95% of the time. And we also have really bad auto aim. And so I'm like trying to like look at one particular thing, and it's like, nope, nope, back to the right, nope, back to the left, nope, back to the right. And <laughs> <laughs> I did want to loop back to the point i started making and then i don't remember how we ended up here passion joe
0: we ended up here with passion
2: as cdpr combusts overnight they are like the textbook example in how to catastrophically fail in like the fastest amount of time but then also like the right way to do it because it's for like every 10 steps back they take they like take one step forward (laughs) like they're not acting like everything is fine it's the whole like okay yeah we'll give everybody their bonuses because we screwed them over and okay yeah we need to like meet with not only our shareholders but like our employees and okay yeah we need to like offer refunds which you could argue is a move depending on like because they uh, you know kind of it's like hey microsoft and sony you have to like refund what you sold yeah
3: which that's a whole other topic that's a whole other online thing refunds but from be their perspective of
2: like they they're just like yeah we'll honor refunds which i presume means that some microsoft and sony executives are having some angry calls on like you're gonna you know pay us back for the money we're giving out to like all these people for refunds
3: you're gonna give us our 20 percent cut back so that and and
2: they have me. been like we are aware that this game is missed the mark and we're gonna you know everyone's going home for christmas but like when we come back in january we're obviously going to spend all of our energy on fixing it so there's this weird like you guys just really stepped in it in a way no one else has but at least good on you for at least recognizing that you screwed up this badly and like trying to do the right thing
1: and also like beyond i know braden's had the game crash on him a few times but he we're also we're not talking has.
2: about him
0: he Decided, to flake, decided episode, to flake out of it. He decided to so flake on uh, us, but <laughs> it, it, it's me. crashed
1: from a couple of times, and he's mentioned it's it's part of it's due to an old graphics card that he has that needed replacing. It like it had trouble running Phasmophobia, mm-hmm. if that tells you anything well. about how much that <laughs> needs to be replaced. So I know he's had some like catastrophic failures playing it, but I haven't run into anything game breaking on mine. Mm-hmm. Like I can yeah. still play the game. It loads better than Mass Effect Andromeda. Which is a terrible watershed, like, <laughs> mark. But all, it's still playable. And I'm not playing it on the base gen. Like, the base console that it can run on. And I don't know what that experience is like. But we talk about it being garbage and we talk about it being broken. And we talk about it having a day one patch. But what AAA title that is shipped has not had a day one patch? I hate that it's the norm. I hate that I have to install a game that I put in. But I also... Love Nintendo and how they do things. And even they, you have to install it. So, well, yes, they messed up and they messed up big and they are doing what they can while still respecting their employees to try and make it better. It's still a game that runs. Is it everything they promised? No. Does it run beautifully? No. But in theory, in a month, it should be looking way better. Should it have shipped like this? No. Yeah. But...
2: Not to keep, not to beat the like base Xbox dead horse again. (laughs) Beat it, Joe. But it it. it really is like those base consoles are what (laughs) sunk them. Yeah. You know, the game glitchy on PC. Sure. What game isn't? I've seen a ton of visual bugs, stuff clipping through stuff. The old, the worst bug I think I've gotten so far is when you're doing, um, the heist. There's one bit where they're like, go take out this guard in an elevator and he's got like body armor and I think he's supposed to be kind of tough. He yes. glitched out for me. He was just was like in the elevator halfway clipped through the floor and I just like walked yeah, up yeah, to yeah. him and it triggered.
1: He, he glitched. He appeared and disappeared and reappeared and disappeared and I killed him because I had dropped the difficulty down easy and then when we were descending in the elevator, his body would like spasm and then float up a little bit and crash to the ground then float up a little bit and crash to the ground
2: yeah. and that, point, that's like a bethesda bug laughed. right yes. like it's funny you, you you're kind of glad that you uh saw it you like there was a video that went around of for for any of our listeners who know this name because i know probably half these this hosts don't but moist critical was playing it and like you he know right, someone in his him. chat asked him like <laughs> is this game worth it and he walks up to a car and the car just spontaneously on its own flips and his only response is Does that answer your question like some people are here for that they want that they want to well, buy it's skyrim like the, on the day the funnest
0: one. thing in grand theft auto 4 was to go to the park and launch your car and then the some people set. they
2: don't and if that was all it is then like this would be much less of a big deal but right yeah like, and, uh, like to to validate dylan's like the critics don't represent the people yes there's a, it's, a, like,
3: it's an episode of Compromise, Joe. Yeah, you two are just like <laughs> loving on each other.
2: <laughs> the the right masses
0: now. who We're just coming have together. the base Chris Xbox and the base
2: PS4 and like don't keep up with the industry and went to go buy this game when it came out. They're just like, oh, I'm going to go get that new Cyberpunk. And from what we know from the reviewers, the game fund like objectively doesn't work. Like it crashes at least once an hour, if not more often. You are getting like twenty frames a second, and like for those of you who can't see frame rate, that's unplayable for like a modern game. You're gonna get sick if you try to like play a stop motion game like that.
3: Well, and and to some extent, like like Aubrey, like to to kind of go with what Aubrey was saying. I do. I know at some point we do need to eventually start talking about like the how how the game is, but like I do I do wonder how much of this is hype. I think the hype was so high for this game and everybody was expecting it to be this massive, like touchstone in the industry. And like, there were so many people who expected it to be like the second coming of Christ basically. And it, it is not that it is, it is a very good game and it runs on, it runs on a lot of things there. It doesn't run on base consoles. You, you can play it uh, passably. It'll crash a bunch to be fair, I played Control on a base Xbox and it crashed once an hour or two, and it's still my favorite game that I've played from 2019. So take that as you will. I'm probably not the best person to ask about this. All right. But I do find myself wondering if this had not been hyped up for the past seven years. Like if, I think Andrew, you mentioned it in the group chat, if they had just announced this a few months ago and then released it today. Yeah. It probably would not be getting half the hate that it's getting. I think there oh, are a lot of sure. people That's... who are jumping on the bandwagon and making a bigger deal out of it than it needs to be. I and, and again, I don't want to like CD Projekt Red dropped the ball. They screwed up. They deserve. Well, they were part to be, of the hype
0: machine. Yeah, the like, hype was part was like fl- inflamed by them.
3: And, and again, like I, I think this is a very bad decision on the side of whoever was in charge of marketing and who and the people who were pushing this game out the door i i think a majority of cdpr were saying this is not ready give us until february and mm. i don't think they got that i think it got shoved out the door anyway and they were told get over it
1: you do have shareholders
3: yeah but i i do feel like some of the hate that it is getting is potentially just that subsection of Gaming culture that loves to jump on something—the uh, same people that like the the same people that hated No Man's Sky or or Fable Three—it got malnud, it got hello games, it got overpromised, and that's not to apologize for the the game that came out, but it it is to say like don't just take our word for it. If you're interested in it, try it out maybe, <laughs> and and see. Yeah. I, I mean, do think it'll be a good like it is a good
2: game i mean there's there's two two ways to run with that and i'm I'm more inclined to push back on that idea and like stop talking about your game seven years before they come out
3: Mm -hmm. yeah no i'm 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 coming
2: like don't talk about your game and then uh a year ago at e3 bring out keanu reeves and be like hey we're making a new game and keanu reeves is in it and come get it next year and like Don't plan that event until you're like, yes, a hundred percent, we're going to release within a year. Like games that go on and on in development like this, it's usually a bad sign. By the way, like, so Diablo Immortal announced two years ago, ruthlessly memed on hit technical alpha this week. Oh, wow. Like by the time that game comes out, no one's going to care about it. Mm -mm. The other way to look at it is that, and this is like a not to let companies off the hook because stop like, generating hype cycles. I mean, that's your job, but like, stop. But the other way to look at it too is, yeah, if you lower your expectations, um, there's a, someone who, he streams on Twitch and then he also like uploads bits to YouTube. He goes by healthy gamer. His real name is like, I can't pronounce it. He's Indian. Um, but he's a, he's a licensed professional and he does like mental health things targeted at gamers. Um, specifically like his, his focus area like, video game addiction basically like he works with kids and like helps them do productive things but he had one he he had like a short video that was like how to live unattached and his whole like pitch for it was like imagine if you could watch game of thrones season eight and like not be upset and he's like that's and he and he used examples like that of like things that got hyped up and failed on that like stop hyping things like stop hyping things up before they're real and like you don't set yourself up for disappointment like and i found this to be true with games and movies and tv the less i know about especially movies and tv before i see them i typically enjoy them more if i like don't know what a movie's about or anything like that and it's like i go see it then it's much more like oh i'll just have like an open mind and whatever now if it's like the latest star wars that's had a bajillion trailers and has been talking to death online, then I've got like all these expectations and there's all this like extra junk mixed into like how I react to it versus just if you can avoid all of that, then you're a little freer to like come up with an unbiased, you're not being let down. You're just like, Oh, I didn't like that. Cause it wasn't good. Not this wasn't everything I hoped it was going to be.
1: Well, that's what I went into mass effect Andromeda with like when they first announced it, Again a few years before it came out, I just was like, Oh, you are not playing a shepherd, you're something called a Pathfinder. Interesting. And that was all I knew about it going in. I didn't even know the like traveling to a different galaxy or setting up like I didn't know the promises of this is gonna be a huge open world experience and like constantly expanding and you know, we'll be updating it in DLC and building it out and a whole not quite like live service, but almost I didn't go into it with any of that. So, and I went in about a month after it came out. They had patched the terrible, like, facial, like, nightmare glitches. (laughs) Those were bad. And I had a fine experience. I enjoyed it. I liked the story. And so, like, managing that expectation. And so, like, when they had the little stinger at the end of the video game awards, we're like, Mass Effect will continue. And Dylan and I are like, yes, I have no expectations that this is going to be a brilliant game. I don't expect the like ushering in a new era of sci-fi gaming i just really like the world and want to do more in the world so it's it, it is that managing of expectations of like yeah, it wasn't great but it was a fun 20 hours so let's do it again
3: hmm. yeah like the the best example i can think of for myself is the new monster hunter movie dropped this week my expectations for this movie are <laughs> that it is going to be absolute garbage a 1 out of 10 if that IGN gave it a four so it's already exceeding my expectations (laughs) they gave it a three okay a three Um, they gave the
0: base version of
3: (laughs) cyberpunk a four so like it's one of those like again I don't I don't want to give CD like Joe said I don't want to give developers an excuse Um, I don't want to remove the responsibility that's on them. But I do also want us as gamers to recognize our own responsibility in causing part of this problem, even if it is a small, you know, even if it's only 5% of the problem, we are part of the problem in that we hype these things up. We have these expectations. We, and and,
1: we sing its praises from the rooftop before we even experience it.
3: And and then it's not going to live up to that. And and like I said, I mean, we've had this conversation as an industry for years and years of, like, stop pre-ordering. Stop doing that. like, Or stop, like, actually put your money where your mouth is and stop pre-ordering things. Right. None of the bonuses are ever worth it. Like, the armor that I, that I got for pre-ordering Mass Effect, or not Mass uh Assassin's Creed, I already have out leveled. Like I'm, I'm wearing the Twitch Prime armor. Like it's, it doesn't matter. Like whatever. So just, just do. Wait for a couple days. You know, wait for a week until the reviews come out, and then do it because then companies will no longer be able to get away with release broken game and patch it later because then no one's going to buy broken game. So. But yeah. as long as eight million people, enough to make all of the development money back, keep pre-ordering these games, eight
1: years of development back,
3: then then we are part of the problem. CD Projekt Red is ninety five percent of that problem, but we're also some of it. And also, we got to figure out how we're going to do like incremental upgrades with consoles because that's going to be a continued issue. So,
1: yeah. Well, and with all our our explanation and our. Hemming and hawing, and you know, we're, we don't want to trash people. We're not looking to trash people, but also if you've had a genuinely bad experience with this game, if you don't like this game, if you are disappointed by this game, you are totally within your rights to feel that way. That feeling is valid. You are absolutely within your rights to request a refund, to give it back, to say, No, I'm done, I'm over it. Like it's, we're not telling you to feel any kind of way about this.
0: And speaking to that, Let's, let's briefly like kind of talk about our, like our experiences, our first impressions with the game itself.
3: Yeah. So this is outside of all of the controversy. All yeah. The, this is just, this is yes. the
0: game, our experience with it, the level of fun we've had, and I'll go first. This has been probably like the most detailed and kind of high fidelity Fallout slash Elder Scrolls game I've ever played. <laughs> that is essentially what it is and that is kind of like it's cool but it's also like i'm running into things where i go to infiltrate this base and i'm trying to like sneak through, hack through, not get seen because i need to get to this guy and talk to him without being seen. Oh no, one person saw me. I got away, but the whole area stays hostile forever and when i talk to the guy at the end, he's like, "Oh, I s- why would i come out of my room? You've been just like killing and People and blowing heads off to get to me, and it's like, well, I didn't actually kill anybody. I got seen once, and I ran. But the game isn't quite smart enough to get that, which is kind of like that that's frustrating. Doesn't feel like the promise of what this game was supposed to be. So, like,
1: well, that's something that was solved in Arkham, like the ability to find cover again and to quiet things. Like, this has not been a problem within like stealthy things in games. In order to have a stealth game and an action game right together.
0: A lot of the, like Arkham does not have nearly the amount of systems in the background that this game has though. But like, so, but yeah, it but it's feels a thing like, it feels like something kind of archaic where it's like, this is supposed to be this crazy next gen, your choices, like, like your decisions play out in a way that feels organic. That's the promise. But when I get to this guy, I end up having to hack and kill him. And Johnny Silverhand is talking to me, telling me, wow, you sure did butcher all those people back there, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, that wasn't what I was trying to do, but I'm not gonna reload my save. I don't I don't care enough about it to do that. But so like that in a nutshell is my experience. I'm having a good like seven out of ten time with this game. The setting, the first person, all takes away from the experience that I had with The Witcher, like just on how I prefer to experience my games and the world I experienced, like prefer to live in. And then the fact that yeah, like there are just things where I'm like, was that a glitch or was that the game? And there are things where like where that happened, where I feel like this is a very Bethesda slash like Deus Ex thing where I walk up to a guy and, you know, he gets pissed off at me and then all of a sudden the whole world is trying to kill me and I don't know what happened or why it happened. And so, okay, quit, reload five minutes before, try again, don't talk to that guy. And so I'm having a lot of those hiccups that kind of pull me out of it. But overall, when things are going well and the main story is just kind of trucking along and I'm in the groove, I'm having a great time. I'm really enjoying – I like V. I think the voice acting is really good. I did a male V, uh, nomad background. I like all the – like most of the side characters I've interacted with. The ones that I don't like I still think are like unique and fleshed out and cool where it's like I don't like you as a character, but I like – Your design. Well, I don't like you as a person – But I like your character, I guess would be the way to phrase it. I like how you're written, stuff like that. So that's where I'm at so far. I feel like I still have a long way, like a long road ahead of me to see credits on this game. But early impressions, that's kind of where I'm at.
2: How much side stuff did you guys do before doing the heist?
0: I did jack crap as far as side stuff, because I heard in reviews like get to the heist, let it open up and then do side stuff, because that's you're not going to lose out on any of it. So get to that point before you really try. And so that was the approach I took.
1: I did a single side mission before the heist. And that was when I decided to drop the difficulty of the game. Cause you mentioned it in the group chat, Joe, but at higher difficulty, the enemies are just bullet sponges.
2: Yeah. I, I made the mistake. I picked hard at first. Cause I generally do like a little bit more of a challenge because it's, Depending on how they implement the difficulty, whether it's that like I I like being pushed to make like smart perk choices and to like make a cohesive build, and it, in the right games it keeps things interesting because you're not just if a game is too easy like it's boring because like there's there's no threat, but the enemies are just straight up bullet sponges on hard. I, I drop from hard down to normal, and enemies that would take two reloads to drop before. I Could drop in like three shots. It, it was oh, wow. between normal and hard, it was a, a huge gap. Um, and I started yeah, I having like way more movie. fun. I was gonna on say, I'm playing because, on
0: normal and I feel like they're spongy
2: because, and then the Witcher 3 was like this too. Um,
0: to get that, da, to get that out, Death out of Death
2: March 3 was I wanted game. to do a Death March <laughs> playthrough. Death March, I just struggled to have fun with it because it's the combat is so like
0: perfect. Yeah, I know.
2: It's it's he's gonna meet you. He's gonna cut all this and, out. Well, and I I could never get past <laughs> like the early game on Death March too, which is part of it. But like, really, I, I never finished a Death March playthrough.
0: This is such a different conversation, Joe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it, but like, so you go in there and it's in The Witcher. Like, okay, it's a pack of wolves on Death March, and like on normal, you just smack smack smack. Wolves are dead. On uh, Death March, okay, throw up Quinn, get in a few hits. Oh, they broke Quinn. Okay, I got a backup put Quinn back and then like when you're in stuck in that loop that's where it gets boring and cyberpunk hit that loop very quickly because it's not a full-on cover shooter but like it's a shooter there's lots of cover and so it very like that first bit in the the meat packing plant was just slow and tedious on hard because you just wait for him to pop up blam 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 that
1: like mass effect
0: where are you with the game though like are you enjoying it like will you play it to the end do you like the writing do you like the characters
2: i like the writing it's an interesting story the art is fantastic i when i hopefully if i upgrade in like january february um and can like take the settings off of a minimum i think it'll (laughs) like you know like visually it'll be like you know oh look at this look at that like you know enjoying the visuals the writing is interesting the gameplay itself like the core gameplay loop is kind of like i don't know yeah and i'm hoping that maybe the later perks make it more fun like you'll right. start to get some like crazy abilities that's like, what
0: i've heard but I at haven't least the witcher gave
2: yet. you all the signs up front yeah like you could use them all and whereas so far it's like Okay, I can shoot dudes, and I can hack into dudes to like make them blind for a few seconds, and like that's it. And it's just kind of like, and it's what I expected. Like CDPR has never had super fantastic gameplay; it's always been like the world on the story.
0: But I feel like the shooting feels
2: better than I expected. Mm
0: -hmm. It feels it feels pretty good. I want to end on a high note with this topic. So Aubrey, why don't you go next?
1: (laughs) All right. I am going to spin you all a yarn, and I need you to hold your comments until the end. Oh, God. Okay? You're going to interrupt and tell me how I could have fixed this problem, yeah, I and this I yarn. want you yes, to wait until I get to the end. <laughs> so, okay. I installed the game. Took like two oh, hours. Oh, God. <laughs> I started the game. I played the game. Female nomad. Did all the character designing, the putting together, whatever. So, do the first mission, do the montage. I'm dropped in my apartment proper. I'm poking around, figuring it out, trying to familiarize myself with the environment. I'm like, it's such a heavy level of customization. I'm like, okay, well, let me like check in with my character, swap armor, put clothes on. I figure out how to do that. Pull every article of clothing into my inventory and then finally figure out you have to go in through a menu to equip stuff, whatever. So I equip my character, get it kitted out, I go into storage to put the stuff I don't need away because I don't know my equipment capacity, and I found out later, you can carry too much stuff. Okay, like, if that's feature of the game, clear it out. So then I go to start the mission, and it's just going to meet the Ripper Doc. So I go to meet the Ripper Doc. he's the guy who does the, the body modifications, I go sit in the chair, and I notice my character's bare feet. I'm like, well, this is interesting like she just went immediately into sitting down this is kind of strange so i go through the like the whole interaction and i add something to my hand and it's like a bare arm i'm like all right well you know she's getting body modifications maybe she's in like a hospital gown or something then he plugs the eyeball in you get to see your character through that eyeball and she's just there tits out in her underpants i'm like well what why so my brain is trying to rationalize because it's like cyberpunk future and nobody reacted to my character running around totally naked. <laughs> and I'm thinking, OK, they're trying to be all like edgy where you can put boobs and a penis on your character. So maybe like the guy character would be down to his underpants, too. And they're just like in this society, they don't care about boobs. Hashtag free the nipple. And my character goes to stand and then it pans back into me now that I have the eyeball and I look down. Sure enough, boobs out. Go to stand up, look down, boobs still out. Great. Been naked this entire time. I drove to the Ripper Dock at about 15 miles an hour because I'm bad at driving in video games. So, reload into the game, go to talk to Jackie, and I'm like, I can't start this mission. I can't go meet Dex. Tits out. So, I go find my car. I have to click the little clicker thing like four times to figure out where I parked my car because this game is such a sensory overload and everything's grimy and everything's neon. Find my car. Get in. I'm driving around. I'm starting to build up speed. And I hit a turn. And I go too far past the turn. And I fishtail wildly, turn in like a 480, and hit a pedestrian on the sidewalk. At which point the game decides to inform me there's a warrant system. If you do something illegal, the cops show up and want you.
2: And they show up immediately.
1: They yeah. do. So then I'm hightailing it back to my apartment in my car, hitting more pedestrians, because at this point, the cops want me dead anyway. I'm trying to follow the little map to get to, into my apartment. I can't find anything. I'm totally disoriented. I end up crouched behind the elevator that I can't get to open because I'm not that coordinated. I have... <laughs> No weapons drawn. <laughs> Tits out as the cops come around the corner and just execute me as I'm crouched naked next to an elevator.
3: Hey, you were in America, okay? Like, <laughs> it's gonna happen.
2: I, okay, then, I thought night city was in europe
3: no it's on it's in california uh, yeah it's like between los angeles LA. and la yeah it's between la just, and I san just, Diego.
2: because i thought cyberpunk came out of poland so my head cannon was that this- so <laughs> like so
3: so
1: the game reloads i'm back at the ripper docks place and i turn the xbox off and i go to bed <laughs>
2: Okay, so so that's Aubrey's I, having a way better time playing this game than any of the rest of us because I didn't do anything nearly that exciting.
0: Why, because she has tits. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, blue I never ended up naked on the Ripper dock. I didn't get chased by police. I,
0: I've been chased. I well, I've had boring. a one-star wanted level so far. Be, but, okay, two things from that story that I wanted to touch on. The first is I agree the map is garbage. It's not zoomed out enough, so I miss my turn constantly. The second thing, I found that this is the only game in my entire history of being a dork where driving in first person feels better than driving in third person, mm-hmm. especially on motorcycles. I've found that driving in the in first person feels much more natural and responsive and like that's the way they want you to drive because the cars just feel bad in third first person or in third person. I just I'm constantly missing turns. And then when I try to like spin out to turn around, like it doesn't react as like as naturally as I feel it should. And just like there just seems to be more jank in third person. And so I've actually been driving my motorcycle in first person more often than not.
1: And the root cause of my problem that you can put things in storage that are equipped because I just went through and click, 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 put it in storage. I figure I've got it equipped. No, it took it off my character. There has
3: to be some sort of like highlight or something, though. No, there is there is a highlight on it, but like it's not clear that that's what the, the menus means. are really.
1: Yeah, it's hard not like a read. different color or anything. They've yeah. just like yeah. brightened.
2: I, I don't like when I have to go in and then like change mm. out weapons because I'm trying to read the tooltips and they they cover it up with another menu. It, it's mm. not a good time. My
0: main problem with the with the menus so far has been I go to the quest log, I select a quest to read what it is, and then I exit. And it's like, oh, I didn't actually like select that quest. I have to go in and press A and then X. Whereas, like, every other RPG I've ever played in my entire life, when you select the quest, it tracks it. It like makes it your quest. And this like adds an extra button to it. And it's just kind of unintuitive. But
1: you have to press X for everything. And then, yeah. So I was playing it on normal because I like to fancy myself at least a decent gamer. <laughs> and then on my way to Lizzie's bar. Um, for the pre the pre heist mission. I couldn't fast forward time and it has to be between six and six and it was like three fifty five, And so I got a, like a call from my fixer that was, Hey, you got a job for you. If you go and do this thing and just take out these people that are setting up pachinko machines in my territory, don't like it. Cool. It took me four tries to do that mission because again, bullet sponges. If I'm getting headshot after headshot in, which is very rare for me, but I'm getting them in, like I don't understand how I can shoot you, like I can empty a clip into you and I do more damage just punching you. So then I dropped difficulty and like Joe said, it went from bullet sponge to like three shots and they're down. And I finished that mission and then I went and then I just sat outside the bar. Sorry, I'm just going to sit here and watch TikToks until it's time to do this mission because I'm not doing anything <laughs> else in this game. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to get killed a hundred more times.
0: So just for a little background before we throw it to Dylan, because I don't want this episode to be like three hours long, but you typically don't play these kind of games. You, no. You've never played Skyrim. You've never played Fallout. You've never played Deus Ex.
1: Didn't play Grand Theft Auto. I think the closest I've ever played may would be L.A. Noir.
0: Okay. So yeah, like. I was personally kind of surprised that you wanted to play this game. I I appreciated it, and I would love to like maybe give you some some pointers. Maybe you know we have a somewhat co-op session where I kind of give you some of advice from playing these games longer than you have. Maybe get you on the right track. But it is a huge game to just dive headfirst into without having any previous kind of first-person RPGs based on just do whatever the hell you want. <laughs>
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I, I can definitely see some frustration with that. Dylan, close us out on this topic. Yeah. You, you've you been playing this game probably the longest because you have the COVID and we you might not be on next week's episode. And
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, what background did you choose? Because I, I think yeah. I, I, Aubrey and I said Nomad, right? Joe, did you mention what background you chose?
2: I picked Corpo. It was very disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> They're all kind of disappointing. It was like but anyways, 10 minutes and then you're they're
0: all just like one quest and then they give you dialogue options but yeah uh, it's all very
2: cool you didn't even get to do it like like, at least at a nomad you gotta start like outside the city and drive in from what i know corpo is like you walk into an office you have a conversation you go meet jackie at a bar and then like that's it that's it wow yeah
0: so dylan what's your experience with this game so far give us Give us those first impressions.
2: Yeah, so like I said, I I started
3: I I did like one intro on the the original Xbox One. That one was the city. I forget what it is. City kid, city, whatever. Street kid, street kid. Um, so I did that intro, which like Joe said, is very quick. It's like you you go and you steal a car and you meet Jackie and then it plays like the cutscene and you do this like and then you're thrown into the thing that's the same for everybody. So it's very quick. But for my main playthrough I'm playing through as Nomad, like you and Aubrey.
0: And so so we all pick the right choice I think is what we're saying.
3: I mean, I think all three of them are cool. Um Nomad I, just vibed with me the most. And so uh and I'm I'm loving the game. And 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 I, and I do want to preface like I said earlier, I recognize that playing on the the Series X like I I am getting to an experience a game that a lot of people aren't. So keep that in mind, but as a game, if you take, like, if you can play this game, if you take out all the controversy surrounding it, if you just look at the art and ignore the artist, you know, if you just read and watch Harry Potter and ignore the crazy things that JK Rowling is now, (laughs) then this game is, to me, fantastic. Now, I will say, like, I, I lean more heavily towards sci-fi than fantasy, And so that is definitely a big part of it. And also when I play games, I love exploration and learning about the world and exploring just everything that I can. Um, And so this game scratches that itch very well. I could never get into Fallout games, so I was a little hesitant going into this game because I was like, well, if it is just kind of like Fallout, but in a city, I don't know if I care about that as much. And thankfully, that has not been the case for me because this very much does like that cyberpunk sci-fi vibe a whole lot better than Fallout ever did for me. And the combat like Fallout's shooting was always pretty awful. But in this game, the shooting to me feels very good. That said, I haven't done a whole lot of shooting. I have been playing through as like a samurai sword wielding ninja man. And so I will say
1: I like that a lot better.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm playing on normal and I've killed everything in one hit or three. Like if I can hit them with a strong attack, it's just immediately like remove their head from their body. If I can't hit them with a strong attack, it's just like three hits and I take off both their arms and then their head. So I I will say like if you don't like the shooting, don't don't pass up those like uh melee weapons because those I are pretty might sweet. have to cave and do that
2: so yeah, there's there's because lots of I don't options. want to spend like I, I'm intentionally trying to not role play as just me like I want to like actually be someone different so it's like okay put the hacking options aside because if I was role playing <laughs> as myself that's what I would pick and then like the so all the sword stuff was like but picking all the sword stuff that's like being a Genji main it's just a little <laughs> bit like I don't know so then I felt kind of pigeonholed under the guns, but if the if the swords are that good then I Yeah, I like
0: I had I had a what garbage a like can. set of garbage set of knives initially and was like wow the melee sucks and then I just happened to stumble upon a katana at some point and started hacking people with that and was like oh this is pretty fun and I got like this crazy like hammer thing that does like electric damage recently and I haven't had a ton of time to I play around with it yet, but I'm like, oh, this is like some dead rising level nonsense yeah. right here. Like I'm I'm down for that. So so That's there's a the lot kind of, of flexibility in how you approach situations, which is cool.
3: And you can even like if you really love melee, you can modify like your arms to have like arm blades and stuff. Yeah. And so but there's like it it's surprising to me that they did both melee and shooting to me, they feel very good. Um like it's not that I don't like shooting it's just that like i'm kind of playing through it as like stealth and then like if i get seen then i like dodge around and hit them with my my sword that's kind of the approach that i've been taking through this game i really love the characters in the game i think that's some of the strongest stuff just like you know the uh, there there are a few different levels of like side quest like there's just kind of random open world sort of experiences where you kind of stumble upon like a gang doing gang things and you're like and the the cops are like hey go break that up we'll pay you
1: i literally crashed into an armed robbery and was like well i guess i'm doing this now
3: yeah yeah so there's like that and that doesn't really have like a story behind it there are like above that level is like gigs which like your fixer um who's like the person who gives you the jobs We'll send you like a text or like we'll call you and then send you a text of of like, hey, here's a little bit of like backstory of like what's going on here. And it's usually like steal this thing or get this person out or like go in and like solve this issue or whatever. And then above that, there's like actual like story story quests with like a main developed character. Um, and then there's like the main story. And so. I've been doing a bunch of, like, all of that and, and loving every minute of it, just because that's, like, when I play these games, that's what I'm about. That's one of the main reasons I haven't finished The Witcher is because I've been doing all of those quests on, like, f- thankfully for, for Cyberpunk, it is one city, whereas The Witcher is, like, two continents. Um, so <laughs> And... And two DLCs that I haven't even touched, uh, so so it, it's taking me a lot longer to get through the Witcher doing every single thing than it is for Cyberpunk. But I will say, so I, I've really, yeah, I've really been loving it. For everybody that is ex- is wanting a game where you can go and do anything and do like, if what you're ex- expecting is is not like a better Bethesda game, then like what you're really wanting is to play D and D like quite honestly, like if you're wanting to go anywhere and do anything, you want to play D and D or cyber, like the RPG cyberpunk. Um, you're not, you're not wanting to play a video game where they are limited by like, we actually have to program this, you know that, right? Um, so, but for what it is for the game that it is, I am really enjoying it. I am loving it. Like that, the, uh, like we talked about earlier, If you're going to play this game, just do like the main story. And like, I think at the very beginning, they give you like a couple of side quests to be like, Hey, go talk to this person and try to do this thing or whatever, like do those things, but just do the main story until you hit the title card and it opens up. And then you have a lot more ability to kind of like, like story, like having played through like 20 something hours of it story wise, what they want you to do is just play like, pretty linearly up through the title card and then open it up.
1: Yeah, and I will say the hook, like, right before you hit the title card, that is what will have me come back to this game. I'm not interested in finishing right now. I've got Hades on my plate, um, Animal Crossing always, but it was interesting enough and compelling enough that even at midnight, as frustrated as I was, I was still, like... kind of thinking about wanting to play it again today it's a good hook
3: yeah and i want to say too i i cannot confirm this but i want to say if you really want to just play like the main story and then like a couple of like the big side quests not like the little stuff i think you can do that like i don't correct me if i'm wrong andrew but like in the witcher there were times where you kind of had to do some side quests in order to get high enough of a level in order to like be able to do the next story quest. Is that accurate? Yeah,
0: probably so. I, okay. I would imagine. Like, I play RPGs in a specific way to where like I never have to grind, but I'm sure that if you were just trying to mainline it, you might have to do some stuff to to boost to be able to continue the story.
3: Yeah, because that's I I have not. Granted, I have been doing a lot, but like when I look in my quest log, the difficulty of those story quests seems like it's set. It seems like it's always going to be like a normal difficulty sort of thing. It's never going to be high or very high. It's never going to get to like super easy necessarily. I think they've locked that. And so if you just want to go in and experience like the 20 hour, pretty linear story that is so far of what I've played of it, really good in my opinion, um, I think that. You can go in and do that, and ignore a lot of the extra fluff and a lot of the extra stuff that might be a little bit frustrating, like bug wise. And and it definitely is a game that's I feel like meant to be played at least a couple of times.
1: Yeah, I'm the kind of player that I see a skill tree and go, ooh, okay, like it may as well be trigonometry to me.
0: So this is not your game. Yeah, the (laughs) the skill trees (laughs) in this are a little like.
1: Mass Effect oh. gets a bit of a pass because I would always spec just as the soldier. So it was all guns and grenades, and I would just upgrade my guns and upgrade my grenades and upgrade my armor, and that was it. Like, don't, don't ask me about bionic powers. I, like, that whole part of that Mass Effect is totally foreign to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Me too.
1: <laughs> so when they're, like, One gives day. you a 10% increase on this and a 50% of this over 0.5 seconds of blah, 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 I'm like, Okay. Health, mm-hmm. it is, like
2: yeah, like I'm they, just gonna they, max out health. There, there's the and Borderlands then approach points. where Borderlands is like, okay, here's three skill trees, and they both have like, here's a defined starting point, and then like, fairly narrow paths. Cyberpunk? Did like, you say here's three, and they both? Sorry, uh, you know what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Same <laughs> <I'm> difference. <sorry. laughs> and then, then Cyberpunk's like, how many are there? Like eight, five. F-
3: there's five no.
2: different. So, there's skills five skills, and, and each like, skill has, like, two one. to three perk trees oh, yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah. And then each of those perk trees have, like, three starting points. Isn't and there's it glorious? different glorious? And, like, if you sit there no. with a calculator for an hour and, like, plan out your build and you can see, like, the actual paths you need to take, I'm sure it's great. But as someone who was just wanting to play through to the title card, and I have, like, three points to spend, it's just, like, I'm just going to take points and handguns. Just save them.
0: Just save your points. You don't have to spend them right now.
2: I would have liked it if maybe they had, like, something a little more powerful and interesting as, like, the anchor point for each of those perk trees. And then, sure, you can have three or four, like, ways to spread out from that. So it's like, hey, we'll give you, like, you can reload handguns twice as fast. I don't know. Like, something that's not, like, endgame, but, like, Still enticing, and then you can like pick that up and be like, "Oh, this is really cool." Okay, now I'll go spec into handguns and like amp my handgun damage instead of like, "Well, I'm going to dump three points to get like an extra twelve percent overall increase to my handgun damage," and then I may get like four hours into this game and those points ended up being useless in the end.
3: Now you you can respec.
2: Okay, that's so that yeah, is I, a, I need to get to that point, point, point because what one thing you can't that, respec. Like,
3: I don't think you can respec skill points from what I've seen, but you can respec the perks.
2: Okay, as that's all. Like the the skill points seem less impactful. I even have but... figured
1: out how to spend my skill perk things like the perks. Like I have a whole different like currency that's sitting there unspent. You
0: have to hold or just press X instead of holding it or hold X instead of pressing. That's what I'm saying. I needed to just sit down with you and we can go over some of the fundamentals. Here. <laughs> uh I have one point to make and I think that in cy- Cyberpunk specifically, like this game is a, is a good example of a game where the more you play it and the more you experiment with stuff, the better it gets. I feel like I've heard that a lot from people and kind of what Dylan was saying, it makes sense where you find your playstyle, you find the things you like to do, you You spec in those things. You spend points. Those things. You spend time with those things, and the game gets better. With that being said, like, is there any like final like quick things you guys want to mention to wrap this up, or are we good to move on? Because we're going to talk about this game again, and we're going to do like a full episode, like spoiler filled. But for Uh, this episode, the character
2: customization for as in depth as they let it be in that was just beginning marketing. It was completely pointless. Doesn't pay off at all in game because you can't
0: change your character
2: in the game well, you can't change like
1: you can give your character a penis but she can't have a masculine haircut like there are gender locked hairstyles
0: really it is a bit weird yeah i felt like i was seeing female hairstyles with my dude
2: no actually yeah because i, I, no, I scrolled through all the female hairstyles and there are like some some short ones but it's not like a straight-up one-to-one, like...
0: Huh. Interesting. Yeah. And,
2: yeah, you can't change it in-game, which almost doesn't matter because you can very rarely see yourself in-game. Yeah, the in whole game's
0: game first person. Just let us except, play like
2: the game cover.
1: So I gave my character this really long, rad, like, ponytail braid thing.
3: Yeah, a, don't put it on a hat.
1: Badass undercut. Yeah. Put on a yeah, hat. Yeah, no, I, totally I picked the hair. same
2: hairstyle. Like, when I was looking at the, at the, like... I picked Corpo, and then there were, like, here's the character presets, and the preset male Corpo looked as boring as all get out and then like the female corpo had that long braid thing with like the jewelry in it and that was enough to be like oh that's more interesting i'll pick that and then you, you never like hi- and, then, you and put then armor on yeah. and you
1: never see it yeah a few see times it, you do get to see parts
2: like of yourself you get reminded of the fact that the stats do not line up to the appearance at all my <laughs> v is currently wearing a baseball hat a leather jacket gym shorts and high heels and I almost forget about it, except at scenes like when you go in and sit down at the Ripper Dock and you look at your legs and I'm w i am have gym shorts and high heels on. And this is very disorienting, but those yeah, give me the neon best tech stats.
1: suit underneath my gym shorts.
2: Yeah. Like
3: Yeah. And it's it's something that I can see them patching in. Like I, yeah. I can see them letting you change your appearance, eventually I can see them letting you And it wouldn't be that. the yeah.
2: biggest deal if it wasn't like if it wasn't Cyberpunk. An entire genre that's all about like body mods and wacky hair and yeah you know expressing yourself like it's just a weird like that wasn't like on the top of your list of like things you should include in this game
3: yeah like you can replace your entire skeleton with a titanium one you can change your arms out to have blades in them you can change your eyeballs out but like you can't change that <laughs> character's face after you, <laughs> you start you can't like, get a different haircut yeah so it yeah. that that is something that's like to me, I just kind of chalk it up as like, maybe that's coming in a fix, maybe not. But like Joe said, and like, it doesn't matter all that much, I guess, because like, I'm not looking at it. My closing thought is that Keanu Reeves, and this isn't really like a huge spoiler, but he has a surprisingly large role in this game that I was not expecting. Like I, I thought he was just going to be kind of like a one-off side character that had like two or three missions that you did and it's like oh this is like he's a he's a main part of this game
0: i saw it in a review he's essentially like he is the main character and v is kind of like the like this i guess surrogate or whatever for him like he's he's the character you're just who you're controlling which is pretty accurate
1: (laughs) i just just made me think of um no one at this zoom meeting is gonna get this reference but the Host by Stephanie Meyer—that <laughs> thing she wrote, other than Twilight, about aliens. Like,
0: I'm sure it was just as good.
1: Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Like the yeah, I guess that might be a spoiler if you know what the plot of The Host is. But yeah, <laughs> deep uh, cunt hint—they're very uh, similar.
0: <laughs> my my last m- thing I'm going to mention is I tried to make my V look like Geralt, and he ended up looking like this old man, like attempting to be a hipster. <laughs> And his body doesn't match his voice and he is kind of good. You never see your character. And then (laughs) I have this, I have this like kind of young face with old man hair and, and like gets in like a man bun and he's wearing like jogging track pants
3: and a bulletproof vest. And it's just, it's a disaster with that being said. Well, I was going to say as some, as somebody who created a pretty awful, character in mass effect one that then followed me through (laughs) two more games i'm kind of okay that yeah like i'm kind of okay that you can't see yourself right (laughs) i'll I'll
0: probably end up taking like a picture of my guy and posting him to our social medias at some point but with all that being said we're going to talk about this this game more like i said we're going to do a a deep dive at some point but for now do you guys want to play a fun little game oh always
3: Caleb's not here, so
2: one
0: of us will actually win this one. So so I am hosting this week and I have a go on name them, which I thought I would have to like describe for everybody because I thought Braden was going to be on this podcast, but he's a flake. So (laughs) you guys all know how to play, right? Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Yeah. So I tried to theme it around RPGs. Okay. Because we're going to have a little fun on this episode. We're all done talking, talking crap. Let's let's take a look back at some of the good RPGs out there. So the first category I have, I guess, just in case this happens to be your first episode because you looked up Cyberpunk because you just can't get enough of the controversy, and you're like, oh, let me check out these guys. These guys are talking about Cyberpunk. Essentially, this is a game that the IGN UK podcast plays, and we like it, so we play it as well, and the basic idea is... I will throw out a category like, hey, there are so many characters in Overwatch. How many can you name? And Dylan will say, I can name three. And Aubrey will say, well, I can name four. And Joe will say, well, I can't name four, so go ahead and name them, Aubrey. Whoever had the highest, like, bet or bid or whatever, they have to name them. If they can't name them, the other two people get a point. If they can name them, they get a point. With that being said, can one of you three keep score for me?
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: So. Everybody on the panel gets it. Hopefully, you as the listener can kind of keep up. You you get the hang of it as we go. Um, So the first category I have is games in the Elder Scrolls series plus DLC and expansions. So you can get a point for DLC and expansions as well as the base games. When game. you so say
2: that- in the Elder Scrolls series, you mean like main title games, right? I mean, so there none is. of the like, we'll
3: see, apparently.
2: Like made, like made by BGS, not any of the like satellite studios, none of the spinoffs, none of the mobile.
3: Yeah. Are you talking about mobile and ESO, essentially?
2: ESO is on this list. Okay.
0: I
1: can and name two.
0: <laughs> a, a mobile, at least. Mm-hmm. Oh, th- I remember a mobile game that isn't on this list, but I think there might be a mobile game on this list. I or... can do eight. Jeez. Okay, so Aubrey said three, Joe said eight. I said
3: two. Oh,
0: two. Oh, you didn't have to correct me. <laughs> Dylan, yeah, can yeah. you do nine? Let me, give me a second. Don't, don't be
3: Googling now. I'm not Googling. I'm
1: just trying to list off I'll say nine. So can Joe, can up. you
3: do
2: ten? I think I can... Do, okay, so you, you've already given away that ESO is on that list. Is it? Is it just ESO, or is it ESO and its expansions?
0: I told you in the beginning, expansions and DLC. Yeah, I'm not okay. saying any more it's, than yeah.
2: that. I'm, well, I just want to make sure, because like, this is to fine. I'm going to go up to I 10. I get
0: that, but I don't want to give it all away. 10?
3: Dylan, can you do 11? No, I'm going to make Joe name 10 of them.
0: All right. Alright, yeah, Joe. Go on, you've maybe. got Elder Scrolls. List them, but not too fast. Okay. Got Elder, the Elder Scrolls. Scrolls.
2: The original, which I believe was called Arena. Correct. Then you've got Daggerfall. Correct. Then Morrowind. Okay. Oblivion. Um, yep. and expansions for the Oblivion include Knights of the Nine and the Shivering Isles. Right. Then you've got Skyrim.
0: Yep.
2: And expansions for Skyrim include, Card. Yep. Then you got ESO.
0: <laughs> the <laughs> good <Dawn card. laughs> they I
2: I know there's yeah, more. Okay, just yeah, so no, I mean, You got ESO. You just did so good with Oblivion. You got okay ESO. Morrowind. Yep. Elsewhere. Yep. You got Since it. Eleven.
0: Yep. All right, so running them down real quick. You did. You did great, Joe. We have Elder Scrolls Arena. We have Daggerfall. Under Daggerfall, we have. Elder Scrolls Legend Battle Spire, Elder Scrolls Adventure Redguard. Then we have Morrowind. Under that we have Tribunal, Blood Moon, and then we have Elder Scrolls Travels, Stormhold, Donguard, Shadowkey. Those are all under Morrowind. Then Oblivion, you named Skyrim. The the two you didn't say were Hearthfire and Dragonborn.
2: Then Dragonborn the one I was blanking. I I vaguely remembered Hearthfire, but I wasn't sure if that counted. But Dragonborn, yeah. I was like, there was one huge one. What was that? And
0: then under online, you have Morrowind, Somerset, Elsewhere, Greymoor, and Blades was on that list, but I think Blades is actually a mobile game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Blades is, this, is their phone game. Looking at this name now, or looking at this list now. Um, and then the last one we had was Elder Scrolls Legends,
2: which, is, which I like think is card a card game. game. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, All right, next category. We have top RPG based on Metacritic. I have 15. <sighs> And I will say, okay, Metacritic has some repeats based okay. on, like, platforms. I cut those to one and, like, went to the next one. So, like, it might actually be, like, 20 on Metacritic, but taking repeats out, these are the top 15 games that aren't repeated, if And that they're makes across
3: sense. All, all console.
0: Correct. Console and PC, probably.
3: Yeah. You could
1: probably name, like,
3: four.
0: I'll do five. All right. Aubrey says four. Dylan says five. Joe, what you got? I can do six. Six? Aubrey, back to you, I think, because you are the lowest. Can you do six?
1: Probably not.
0: Okay, Aubrey says name them, Dylan. I'm a little
1: hazy on what even qualifies as an RPG.
2: (laughs) I can maybe do seven. Dylan says seven. I'm going to make Dylan name it. All right,
1: Dylan, seven
2: top
0: RPGs based on Metacritic. What? What do we got
2: here? So a lot
3: of these, I'm going to be hoping that they qualify as an RPG. So I think Mass Effect 2 will be on this list. Okay, Mass Effect 2 is on the list. I think The Witcher 3 will be on this list. Correct. I think Dragon Age Inquisition will be on this list. Really? It won Game of the Year and they're not going to put it on this list? Yeah, but it shouldn't have won Game of the Year. That's a lie.
0: There is no Inquisition. Ah, ah, that is unfortunate for i should have
3: started with like final fantasy 6 VI and 7
0: you should have but those wouldn't have been on here either really you want to hear last the list yeah RPG. i do want to hear the list no the last of us is like survival horror uh <sighs> okay so here we go the list mass I'm effect shocked. 2
3: okay Elder yes. Scrolls skyrim Shouldn't, but okay. It shouldn't be number two, but okay. The Go
0: World on. Ends With You, Solo Remix for iPad. Yeah, this list is bogus.
3: You should have cut out all <laughs> <Yeah>. the mobile <laughs> games. Baldur's Gate 2.
0: Divinity <laughs> Original Sin 2. Persona 5 Royal. I gotten that one. <laughs> Final Fantasy nine, Legend of Grimrock. Chrono Cross. Oblivion. Witcher 3 Blood and Wine, which ranks higher than the base game. Diablo, Bastion, KOTOR, Witcher
3: 3. I don't agree with this.
0: We, list. we had and a and whole if, episode if I was on,
2: discussing the fact that the Metacritic top yeah, lists are not. It's pretty jacked they, up. Yeah. They're not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Curated at all.
0: Yeah. But there and yet were all of you,
3: when there. I used Metacritic as one of my sources for top games of all time, you guys were like, who would do this? Well, you I don't know, understand you where know he what got this. The difference this. was, Dylan. You are <laughs> were there drinking. to defend yourself. That's true. <laughs> so. Also,
0: you could have thrown out like Oblivion and Kotor and Divinity and Baldur's Gate before Inquisition.
3: But Inquisition is a fantastic game and it won Game of the Year. Game yeah. of the Year. Alright, so
0: moving things to a little bit uh slightly different category. We have the best-selling JRPG franchises. According to Wikipedia, I have 25. <laughs> are these, these, franchises? these are Japanese RPGs. So Dil, or, uh, Joe says two. I can do three. Dylan can do three. Uh, Aubrey?
1: I can only think of two right now.
0: But the point of the game is you can bluff. You could be like, I can do five. And hope that you know one of these guys might take it. Not on this
2: round, obviously, because yeah. I'm explaining <laughs> G- it. Yeah, that's the thing. Is if anyone goes higher than like two or three, we're gonna call them on it.
3: Yeah, but there are some like Joe. Say so you can do ten. Do it.
0: Obviously, looking at this, list, there's some obvious <laughs> ones to me. But like, you
1: won't. No balls.
0: <laughs> when I read, when I read this off, you guys gonna be like, oh yeah, I could. I a no. whole three. I feel like there's a well, lot.
2: No wait, no. I can. Dylan, you said three. I'll right?
3: do. Yeah, Dylan I said, said three. three. Because I'm not going to like raise it to five right off the bat. I'm going to go
2: to a whole four. I'll do five. Okay, go. Okay.
3: All right, Final Fantasy. Correct. Okay. We got one. I don't know uh, the Persona series. I assume that's a Japanese RPG. Yep. Persona's on there. Took a second to find it, but it's on there. Yep. Disgaea. D-I-S-G-E-A or something like that. Really, mm. really. It's really? not on there. But keep going. I want to see if you can
0: get some other ones. Okay. You're you you've lost this round, but I want to uh, see. Pokémon. Yeah,
3: that's number 1. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was saving that one cuz I figured that one was obvious. The Chrono series, Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross, I don't know what that's called. Chrono. Yeah, uh Chrono just Chrono is on there. Um uh, Mother is probably on there, huh? Nope, no mother. Really?
2: Unless... Remember, it's best-selling, right? Uh, these are, yeah, the best-selling. Yeah,
3: oh, best-selling.
0: Nier? <laughs> Nier is on there. All right, let me go Nier's ahead. Not a... Nier's on okay. there. All <laughs> it's right, not an read... RPG. Let me read is this it's list. It's a JRPG. You ready? All right, top 25 oh best JRPGs according to Wikipedia, starting from one. Pokemon, Final Fantasy, Dragon
3: Quest, That one should have been obvious, but all right, Dylan, hold on to your uh,
0: hold on to your seat here. Monster Hunter.
3: That's not an RPG, though. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) it is. It's not an RPG.
0: (laughs) uh, Kingdom Hearts. No, that's Souls, Tales, Dragon Ball, Super Robot Wars, Mario RPG, Yokai Watch, Yakuza, Persona, Saga, Fire Emblem. Inazuma Eleven, Megami Tensei, Zeno, oh. Mana, Dragon Guard, Near, Dragon's Dogma, Chrono, Legend of Heroes, Trails or Trials.
3: I think what screwed Did me you just up say is Dragon Disgaea. O? Yeah, I think Disgaea is a sub is a title in Shin Megami. I mm. think that's part of what screwed me up there.
0: Yeah, that that sounds right. What were you saying, Aubrey?
1: Did you list Dragon Ball as one of the top Dragon selling? Dragon Ball JRPG is one of the top franchise? selling
0: JRPGs. There are JRPG Dragon Ball Z Dragon Ball Z games. It sells on a license, just like Pokemon.
1: <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it just it feels it feels weird. I like I don't think I don't think of video games first when I think of Dragon Ball.
0: No, but
1: which I mean it has no bearing on whether sell. or not it's a well selling
0: JRPG. Right. But
3: I'm surprised that they're JRPG Dragon Balls. I would have expected them to be fighter games. Honestly,
0: like the fighting, like Dragon Ball Fighters is like the most prominent fighting game and it's pretty recent. Uh, Where are we at on the score so far?
3: Uh, Joe three, Aubrey two, me zero, because I always lose this game. (laughs) Same.
0: (laughs) I I prefer hosting it to participating. All right. The best MMORPGs according to gamesradar.com. So just a little bit of my background mother, before you guys crucify me on where I'm getting this info.
2: Nope. Too late. I, I already judged how, you.
0: How recent is this game? Get the article? cross. <laughs> I made this game at work and my work computer blocks gaming as like a it's <laughs> like a thing that it won't pull up, so I have to be selective in my sites. Uh this list is there's some there's some oldies and goodies, but there's some stuff I've never heard of and some recent stuff. It it's a pretty pretty fleshed out list. So, three. Aubrey says three. Five. Dylan says five. Joe, he's like, Ooh, "There's more than
2: one." Wow. <laughs> 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 is it best selling or top rated? <sighs> out of how many? Well,
0: in my notes, I put best, so I'm gonna say just like best rated,
3: like the ones you should check out,
0: not it, necessarily okay. And
2: it's up. out of having how many?
3: read having read games radar lists and probably this list in some iteration at some point in my life, it's, it's what they at games radar think are the best. Okay. Oh, so, yeah.
2: okay. So it's, it's not, it, it's not related to like, wow,
3: will all. be on there, but yeah, but the rest are like, out of 20, 25, 25.
0: Oh, there's some stuff on here. I've never heard
2: of. So, uh, okay. Six,
3: seven.
0: Ooh. Aubrey, Joe, you do eight.
1: Three. three. Come on, Dylan, give me that point.
3: <laughs> I will, but okay.
2: Yeah, I I'm, I'm, will tell Dylan to do it based on the, the game theory that the best outcome is to make Dylan do this because- Because I always screw if, it up if if after I, three. If I <laughs> s- bite and screw it up, Aubrey ties with me, but no matter what happens, if you do it, I come out ahead.
3: So how many so, does don't have to name? World of Warcraft is obviously yes, on there. S- 7 7 7. Yeah. Seven. Okay, yeah, WoW is on there. Elder Scrolls Online is definitely on there.
0: I Ooh, swear, Andrew. I no, it, swear it's, on, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not on there. there.
3: <laughs> okay. Yeah, we got ESO. Um, shoot, what is the Eve Online is definitely on there. Eve is on there, yep. Okay. Lord of the Rings is Online is on there.
2: Lord it shouldn't Online be, but on it's there. on there. so the Lotro was fun for what it was.
3: Yeah, but top 25 right now. But also that lit, like,
2: name <laughs> 25 MMOs, period.
3: That's like, true. You've heard
2: right? of
0: Lord of the Rings. There's some stuff on here. Just wait till I read this list off.
3: There's Knights of the Old Republic. That's got to be on there uh yeah, it's free to play right now yeah it's called the old republic so the I old republic it on yeah the
0: list, but yeah it's on there
3: um secret the two, world two more the secret world mm. Mm. this better not be the one that yes okay okay yeah. it's because that's it's, it's secret world, world is a fantastic legends. game yeah it's free if you haven't played it you should try it out because it does this really cool thing where the quests want you to use like an in-game browser for the internet to like research these like ARG sites um to to progress in the game it's really cool so one more right yes and i think they'll probably have warhammer online on there maybe
2: did that come out
3: yeah i don't it was know. out for like a year or two
2: i don't this miss-
3: God, you're so close. Age of Sigmar, Warhammer, uh, Warhammer Online. There's no... Really? I'm going to pull up this list, and if I find it on this list...
0: Yeah, that one didn't... I'm going to read the list to
3: you.
2: EverQuest Dylan. Yeah, (laughs) I should have guessed EverQuest. Or
3: what's the other one? The one that... RuneScape. I should have guessed one of those RuneScape, Final Fantasy I could only think of three,
1: and that was the third one I thought of.
0: All right, yeah. so so here's the list from the 25 to <sighs> 1 because that's how they ranked it. But we have Riders of Icarus, Ooh. Defiance 2050, Ooh. Black Riders Desert. Riders
3: of Icarus is like a airship game.
0: Black Desert Online, Revelation Online, Secret Worlds Legends, Star Conflict, Age of Wushu, Worlds Adrift, Skyforge, Lord of the Rings Online, Star Trek Online, Arch Age, Blade and Soul, Terra, which is just like like slutty wife who's the game. I I see the ads <laughs> for that one all over Xbox. <laughs> RuneScape, PlanetSide 2, DC Universe Online, PlanetSide is not an MMO. Greg okay. Miller is always screaming about that one. You should Neverwinter, Eve mm-hmm. Online, Fantasy Star Online 2, ESO, Star Wars: The Old Republic, Guild Wars 2, FF 14, Guild Final Wars. Fantasy 14, and wow, at number one. <sighs> You're so close. That's the closest you've ever got.
1: I don't know anything about RPGs, apparently.
0: Alright, so I've got three more categories. Uh yeah, three more. So the next I'm one get we have zero points. <laughs> best action RPGs on Steam. On I've,
3: that's a very specific I
0: have twenty of them. Yeah, I guess it's based on like Steam ratings.
3: Seven.
2: Go.
0: (laughs) 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 That's a pretty high number to jump. Yeah, go. (laughs) The Witcher Three. Witcher Three is on there.
3: (laughs) Diablo Three.
2: No, that was never (laughs) on Steam. Action RPG.
3: Oh, you're you're, okay. (laughs) Wait, I take that answer back. (laughs) do over <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, let's pretend that
3: didn't Witcher 3. Take 2. Take 2 Back to one, everybody. The Witcher 2. Witcher 2, yep.
0: <laughs> now, a- apply that same strategy to a different franchise.
3: Skyrim.
0: God damn it. Uh, <laughs> oh my Are you God. telling me yes, Skyrim is on there? Okay. It's I was on. about to say. It wasn't as high as I thought it'd be. I had to find it. <laughs> but that wasn't the franchise I was talking about.
3: Oblivion.
0: Uh, no. <sighs> Mass Effect. What Mass Effect 2 and 1 are on this list.
2: Can I just I'm gonna complain on Dylan's behalf? Action RPG is a stupid That's genre. N- yes. <laughs> Like, I agree, Joe. You like, tell like him. like games that qualify as action RPGs, like that should apply to basically like Diablo. Everything
3: likes. Is... yeah.
2: Like The Witcher Three is okay. not an action RPG; it's an RPG. Like you have because then Hades
3: and is an RPG, an action. All right, RPG, well, right? let me
0: read this list to you. And when you host the game, you can create your own criterias. <laughs> Witcher Three, Torchlight Two, like it, make your own. Grim Dawn. Path of Exile, Titan Quest, Dragon's Dogma, Dark Arisen, Tales of Baris Berseria, Bastion Hades. It's not Hades, but same people. Gauntlet, Hyperlight Drifter, Mass Effect, Mass Effect 2, Skyrim, Witcher 2, Tales of Symphonia, Transistor, also the Hades people, Dark Souls 3, Dot Hack Slash Slash G dot U Dot Last Recode, Near Automata. And E-L-E-X, or Elex, I don't know what that is.
3: So you're telling me Hades, Game of the Year 2020, is somehow rated What? not in the top 20? It probably doesn't have enough
2: ratings yet. Like, these are all games that... Tom, where did you get this list?
0: I don't remember. (laughs) I made this game on, like, Monday. Because
2: I'm looking at... I went to Steam, and I'm looking at the action RPG tag, and, like, everything you just threw out is on... No. Most of what you threw out there isn't on There's a couple, but...
3: I'm glad it's not just my list that I put
2: together. So if, like if it, I go to Steam level and like, I pull Lord up Action mind. RPG, <laughs> like as the, like the store tag, and go top rated, it's Grim Dawn, Path of Exile, Torchlight 2, CrossCode, Code Vein, and then the Outer Worlds. Like,
0: No, this is like a list probably that a site put together uh, that I pulled from. This wasn't from Steam proper, because Steam probably wouldn't come up on my work computer. That's so, a good point.
3: So, you get what you get. To quote the Blizzard devs, don't you have phones?
0: (laughs) Yeah, don't you have phones? Oh, wait, that was to me. Anyways, (laughs) here's one that I'm sure you're all going to love. Joe, I want you to compete. We've got best loot focused games according to Slant. One. Two. There you go. Now you're learning. Loot focused, you know, looter shooters.
2: Yeah, two. Yeah, I was.
0: Talking to Aubrey, she was like acting like she didn't know what that was.
3: Three, five, six. read the read the category again. Best loot focused <laughs> game according game. to Slant. Six, you said, Joe. I'll
2: up it to six.
3: Name them, Joseph.
2: Best loot focused games: Diablo, Borderlands.
3: Hold on! Hold on! I'm going to laugh when Diablo doesn't count because they put Diablo 3 and not Diablo 1 in yeah, there. Yeah,
2: this is these are some BS lists <laughs> and it severely disincentivizes <laughs> me to compete because Aubrey has just like racked up 5 points off of So D- you want to change
0: your answer to Diablo 3? <laughs> <laughs>
2: sure, yeah, sure. What? <laughs>
3: Diablo is not
2: on this list.
3: That Yep. That's what I've been dealing with these past four rounds, Joe.
2: <laughs> okay. What about um? What was the next thing I threw out? Borderlands. Borderlands. It's
3: probably not on there. It's probably Borderlands Two. Watch. Just Borderlands.
2: <laughs> Any of them? Okay. Don't don't be so persnickety as to make me pick one of what is essentially the pick three the most popular one, Joe. Borderlands Two. There you go. What about Destiny? Nope, it's
3: gonna be Destiny 2, Joe. Haven't you learned? I know
2: you haven't learned from the last. Two. <laughs> they're the same game. It just which number False. do you put?
0: The second one. How many did you bid six? Yeah. Okay, then I'll give you Destiny. It's Destiny 2, but <laughs> Um Because I feel the, like division. It,
3: uh... I hope two. Be the division. Nope, it's the division. No.
0: Nope, the division's <laughs> on there.
3: Okay, the the first one? Yeah. That's really awkward
2: um loot based have i really you not thought said you guys wow would, yet i really Come thought on. you guys would do better on this but, this uh, series of games than you have but that's the thing like are they talking to shoot what about monster hunter
3: you're gonna guess monster hunter before wow uh,
0: monster hunter is not on this list and neither is
2: Wow. yeah i knew what? wow wouldn't be on that because like, wow is like its own beast <laughs> it's like
3: what is Wow? If not going for the next it's best an loot? MMO, it's an yeah, M-M-O-R-P-G. no, they're
2: talking about games that's like it's not like MMO. It's just like the game just gives you loot constantly. Like... So,
0: all right, let me run down this list. That's Wow. More, <laughs> we have one more category, and we can call it.
3: Well, no, so, yeah, run, run this. Yeah, list.
0: so best loot focused games according to Slant. We have Borderlands Two, Torchlight Two, Diablo Two, Grim Dawn, Path of Exile, Warframe, Diablo Three. Divinity Original Sin 2, Titan Quest, The Division, Minecraft, Destiny 2. <laughs> oh, look, Borderlands was on here. My bad, Joe. Victor Vran, ARPG, Black Desert Online, Neverwinter Nights, Divinity, or Divine Divinity, Borderlands pre sequel, Escape from Tarkov, and Payday 2.
2: Tomby's lists are lacking.
0: <laughs> That's your
1: opinion. It's a rough one. It's a rough one.
0: That's, I mean, that's your
3: opinion. I
0: don't know what you want from me.
3: Going into the final round, the scores are Joe and Aubrey tied at five, and Aubrey hasn't
2: gone once, (laughs) (laughs) and I've got one point.
3: (laughs) All right, so this is the
0: tiebreaker. We have, and this one you can't cry bullshit on. Bioware games. We have seventeen.
1: Five. Are, are
0: you
3: including expansions? I am not okay. including expansions. That's a lot of a lot more games than I thought they had.
0: And I'm not including unreleased and but announced games. Like this is up to their most recent release. So Aubrey said five. I can do eight. Dylan says eight. Nine. Joe, Joe says nine. Aubrey, can you top that? Nope. Dylan, can you top that? I can do 10. Dylan says 10. Joe, Aubrey. Go for it, Dylan.
3: Topping it. All
1: right. I couldn't top nine, but I can definitely top 10.
3: So we've got Mass Effect 1, Mass Effect 2, Mass Effect 3, Mass Effect Andromeda. We've got Dragon Age Origins, Dragon Age 2, Dragon Age Inquisition. We've got Knights of the Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic 2.
0: Wah, wah. Oh, that was an
3: obsidian game, wasn't it?
0: Obsidian made KOTOR 2.
3: That's dumb. Nice so
0: see Do you want to keep going and see if you The can Old get the, Republic,
3: <sighs> Anthem. Wait. Yep, the Old Republic's on
0: they there. They
2: made yep. the Old Republic?
3: Okay. Huh.
0: Yep. Yeah. And Anthem.
3: And then I don't know what the rest of the Bioware games are. So like. we've
0: got starting from oldest going to newest. We have Shattered Steel, Baldur's oh, Gate.
3: Wait, Jade Empire is another one. Yeah,
0: so Shattered Steel, Baldur's Gate, MDK2, don't know what that is. Neverwinter Nights, KOTOR, Jade Empire, Mass Effect, Sonic Chronicles, The Dark Brotherhood. Really? (laughs) Yep. Mass Effect Galaxy, which I think was a... An app? A mobile game. I didn't write the description. I I don't think
3: it was a game. I think it was the app that paired with Mass Effect 3. Oh was really? It not? Yeah. It
0: was listed. This I think I pulled this from Wikipedia. and It was listed as its own game. They also had games on that list that had that they were working on that never actually came out. I didn't include uh-huh. those. Uh, Dragon Age Origins, Mass Effect 2, Dragon Age 2, Star Wars: Old Republic, Mass Effect 3, Dragon Age: Inquisition, Andromeda Anthem. So hmm. they've done pretty good. But I remember uh, when, when I did this similarly, I had Obsidian games on a previous round. And you were like surprised about oh yeah Kotor two that was Obsidian yeah. See, and it came back to bite you again on this one
3: yeah my my issue with this game is I always I always know the number I claim to know but I always prioritize I always think one is like a for sure thing that's not like Princess Peach or whatever it oh, was yeah. in the first yeah. time we played this like I could name ten Bioware games I just thought kotor 2 was a bioware game and i was sure of that so i named it first and 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 didn't get my 10 so so that means that aubrey and joe tied yeah so look up something real real quick
0: (laughs) i i have no no tiebreaker um
1: winner by default (laughs)
0: let's see (laughs) yeah i have no tiebreaker and this is going (laughs) along so congratulations joe and aubrey is there anything else you guys want to mention before we close this episode out?
1: Make your own opinions of things. Think carefully. Look into what you're looking to buy. and
0: Yeah, exactly.
3: But also do your research.
1: Yeah, do your research. Form your own opinion.
3: Yeah, don't just take the order that Andrew lists something off in as, as fact. Do your research. <laughs>
0: yes. I never no. said it was fact, and I straight up said where it was from. <laughs> Unlike you, where it was like, this is the best video no, games of all time. I said and it, it was, was like
3: Google. I, I, According I said to it was the five different Google results. I said that in the instructions <laughs> yeah, that well, she read.
0: Then you let your sister read them. But anyways, <laughs> I'm just going to say thanks for checking out this episode of the Level Playing Field podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to help us out in growing our community, please check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube, and give us a like or a follow. If you have any suggestions, questions, or if you just want to say hey, feel free to reach out on social media or email us at lpfgamespodcast at gmail.com. A big thank you to my co-hosts, Aubrey, Joe, and Dylan. And an even bigger thank you to our listeners. We sincerely appreciate your support. I say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. See ya.